1: Ladies and gentlemen, this is Spectre Radio, a paranormal podcast where we talk all things paranormal, ghosts, cryptids, UFOs, and for shits and giggles, we'll throw in some uh, conspiracy theories as well. And uh, before I bring our guests, uh, I do want to make a couple of real quick announcements. Uh, if you're looking for logos or intros or any type of promos, any kind of graphic work, you can get a hold of me and uh, take advantage of my little side project, uh, Breakaway Media. Uh, and everything here is done at a very budget-friendly rate uh, because as an investigator myself, I know trying to get into the field can be pretty expensive. So uh, to find out more, you can always check out my page. And also, if you want to show some support for Spectre Radio, I do have merch. And you can find the link for that store in the description down below, along with all the links for Spectre Radio and Breakaway Media, as well as our guest. And speaking of our guest, uh, you have seen him before, and uh, you know him really well. And if you don't know him, uh, I apologize. You might get a little bit of a psychological trauma effect from ta- listening to him. But trust me, you'll like him. So help me welcome Wraith Prince himself from Waste World Podcast, Anthony Sobelos.
2: What's going on, everyone? <laughs> so how's it going? I'm over here. Waving around, I got so much smoke in from my vaping. I noticed I was on. You could hear me. Yeah, but everybody knows that already.
1: Yeah. So, um, now you've got a couple of things going on. You know, you just got done doing Global Ghost Hunt. You got Texas Race Hunters. You got Race World Podcast uh, from the Dust Crystals and Minerals. You got a lot going on. So, I mean, yeah, where would you like to start?
2: and uh well i mean uh yeah like i got i have as everyone knows i have race world podcast mm-hmm. and then i have the sister podcast race world's oracle of darkness where that oh, one is right it's all darkness it's what, what we call dark as people know it I keep trying to change that word that's where we show um hearst Man co-host on that one with me and we'll show rituals we'll talk about rituals and the darker the dark pra- practices Right. What people don't talk about, you know, don't show all those things. And what do you do when, you know, you have to use dark and light to take care of an issue. Right. So that's what that's about. And then, yes, my wife had my wife and I, we also have from the dust crystals and minerals, which we have a ton of crystals. So, yeah, if you're into crystals like I got into. So, yeah, I'm surrounded by them now. (laughs) And uh so we're we launched that. And then we will be doing some uh live auctions here pretty soon. Now that we just got back from New Orleans, from New Orleans, that fourteen hour drive that almost well actually it was about twenty-eight hours of driving. That was just a drive alone from there to back and not including the all the driving we did over there. Right. Well, I'm still recovering from that. And which that was awesome. We did some we did uh I think three investigations over there. Which is for the global ghost hunt, and then I'll be showing some highlights on it on on race world. So stay tuned for that. Sure. Um, and then what else? Um, well, there's more stuff on the plate, but it's. Uh, I gotta get out of here first. <laughs> I gotta move from out of this. Uh, we are we are moving. So we'll be moving to San Antonio. Here within, I'm saying within the next six months, we should have everything said and done, and hopefully. I already have some stuff over there because um, we'll be I'll be opening a a store over there, which will be half uh, a store, Crystal Store, and the other half will be the Race World base. Well, the Texas Race Hunters base. Okay. The team. Oh, that's right. And I got Texas Race Hunters too. The right. Paranormal team.
1: Forgot about that one. <laughs> God dang. <laughs> Yeah, you're going to have to start writing this shit down and uh, read it off if you, you know every time you talk about it.
2: I know, man. I used to get everybody's stuff, so I don't forget. I'm going to have to do my own now.
1: Gosh. Right. So, yeah, I've
2: just been busy. Busy, busy. So now that I came back from this, I said it was some pretty good, some awesome experiences over there. My right. first time down there, got that off my bucket list. Well, we did the Fear Fest. That's where we went to. We went to the Fear Fest.
1: Um that's, yep, yep,
2: fair fast. Fair fest. So that's what they But of course, you know, as us as investigators, we get any chance that we leave town, you know, we're gonna find somewhere to investigate.
1: Right. Well now, is that your first time you've been to New Orleans?
2: Yeah, that's my first time. We've been wanting to go down there for oh my gosh,
1: and over ten years. I mean, I don't even remember how long it's been that we wanted yeah. to go. I, I I can tell you, you're gonna go back because there's yeah. just so many places.
2: Well, that's what I heard, but then again, we couldn't get into the places that I wanted to. I wanted to get into the cemeteries that are in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And they had them locked up, and the only way you could get into them was if you uh, went with a tour. And Yeah. Uh, so, but Howard, Howard Petrie, he, we started talking the other day, he goes, "We well, should have gone here, you should have gone there. I said, what I told you, man, I wanted to find all these places, and now you're <laughs> telling me and when you... He was so busy that those times that he was there with everything that happened um and that uh he was focused on that, so we just right. we just go and find a place, but we did find um Reggie there's Reggie right there, the ex yep. the race hunter communicator um <laughs> he uh we found Spirit some, yeah we found some places. we left the hotel at two in the morning, and i don't know if it had something to do with it, but it was the last full moon of the super moon. Mm mm-hmm. So we were out there at two in the morning. So we were out there doing the you want to call it the wishing hour on what the most powerful moon that we've had. And we won't have one like that for another 12 years. Right. So, yeah. And, we, and being at the cemetery with above grave above, above graves, the tombs. That
1: was awesome. Yeah. Well, you know why they do that, right?
2: Yeah. Because of the water, you know, they'll, they'll mm-hmm. float up. Yep. And uh, when they had Katrina, there were the cemeteries that were there. They had a lot of bodies floating down the the street.
1: Yeah, it it was brutal. I mean, I lived in Louisiana at that time. I mean, luckily, I was uh, a couple hours northwest, so where I was, we just got really bad storm. Um, but yeah, I remember. I mean, what what a lot of people don't realize is what they showed on the news was nothing compared to what was really happening down there. You know, the the devastation and the damage. And I certainly believe that with events like Katrina, had you gone and investigated like a month after that, with that place just being that charged up, the shit you could get.
2: Yeah, well, Howard was telling me some stories after we got back. He goes, man, you could have went there, that hospital. You know, there was a um, an el- elderly home, and the people just left them there, and they all died. Yeah. That—that's, I mean, like that's just a hot spot right there. I know it sounds ugly, you know, to sound,
1: put it that way. Right,
2: but, but but the people that are there, I mean, you know, just like my gosh, man.
1: Yeah, you know, there was that. Um, there was uh, another case. This was the one that uh, really drove. Uh home just how bad things got when they started putting some of the refugees in the superdome in new orleans uh the murders and death that was happening there was happening at such a rate they had to use some of the food vendors uh coolers and freezers to store the body because they couldn't get them to the hospital yeah i mean that's crazy yeah yeah,
2: because Howard's telling me too. He goes, you know, when you're walking down Bourbon Street, he goes, yeah, because there was so many dead bodies on that street, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes, you know, so what do you think it's like right now? And then with, with all the energy that's there, because Bourbon Street, man, that was crazy. I mean, yeah. I thought the Riverwalk in San Antonio was 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 nuts. Now this one is like, oh my gosh, man! And then the energy that's there, um, it's totally different. It's it's a whole another. It's a whole other planet over there.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I mean, you got you got three major things. One, the history. All the shit that happened throughout history in that area. Uh two, the it's right there in the Mississippi Deltas. And, you know, with the ocean and the Mississippi dumping into the Gulf of Mexico, that's a lot of moving water, so there's just a natural chart there and then last but not least, and, and and I know there's a lot of, you know, conflict and arguments about this, but all the voodoo practices out there. All right. So it doesn't deprive me that New Orleans is, is, you know, you walk in, it's almost like you can feel a fog wrapping around your face when you walk into certain places.
2: What did he do? Did something. Oh. Tell you, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, ever since I, no. ever since I started playing this these videos, man, I've had trouble with my phone. I have trouble with my iPad. I don't know if there's energy still on these videos. Oh, maybe it's just telling you to slow down and take a breather. I don't know But everything starts getting whacked out. So yep, that's what I got going. I mean, I got it, it is a lot. I mean, but I'm taking one
1: one step at a time. Right. So from the dust... Desk- Crystal the Minerals, I mean, what what made you guys decide to try to push you know push that venture? Well, that that's my wife's
2: you know, and um, she was really you know she was really never into the paranormal. I would say, mm-hmm. you know, like I was like I am, uh, right. but I had told her before. Once I started to do the podcasting, and I started to once I started to do the team, and then. Um, got into the podcasting, uh, I, I knew it was going to happen. I said, you know, you're, you're going to get into the paranormal, you just don't know it yet. You know, <laughs> and so, but, so she started, you know, it's just a, started to look into the crystals and then she started reading about it. And then before you know it, she starts buying, buying a little bit more, a little bit more. <laughs>
1: right. Before
2: you know it, I got boxes coming in. I got UPS showing up with big boxes, you know, three or four boxes, five, six boxes at a time. And we just started started to build up really fast, and and then uh, so it's just like a business. I mean, we've had other businesses. You know, you start small, you really mm-hmm. don't even look at it that you're really thinking about doing a business, and then before you know it, it turns into a business. Yeah. So that's how that started, and then uh, of course, like I told her, I says, well, you know that you are paranormal now because this has to do with supernatural or spiritual. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Everybody is in the paranormal. <laughs> yeah. So it really went well because it, 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 uh, it didn't even take long because, you know, people know me. So they we had the perfect promoting machine, you know, all my friends are paranormal people and everybody just, just about everyone has some kind of crystal, some kind of protection bracelets and everything else. So there you go. So it, yeah. it, it wasn't too hard for us to, uh, to take off and uh so yeah so now I'm I'm covered we're covered with crystals and uh so like I said we're gonna start doing the lives and you know like I got a lot of cool stuff like that right there see because that that one actually has kind of like gold in it that's jade it's a jade dragon right so that's kind of the stuff there oh, let me grab that one. and
1: then uh, speaking of uh that one, look at that one using crystals to cleanse. there you go uh, Reggie here, you know, saying that you've been you've been hanging out with him for too long, so all your electronics are infected. So, my recommendation for you, Anthony, is next time you go out on an investigation with him, wrap his ass up in a body can and save the shit out of him. Yeah. Or wrap him in aluminum
2: foil. Something. <laughs> yeah, man. Because You know, <laughs> it was funny because he's always said he's loud. You know, he's loud. It was the SB7. And he's always saying that on the show. And and he goes, you know, we're investigating together. We got to go somewhere where there's no houses or nothing because I'm loud. He is loud. You, I mean, you hear me cracking up on the video the whole time. God dang it, I can't hear that. I couldn't even hear the necrophonic <laughs> cause here he comes. <laughs> he just gets louder and louder, and it's like, God dang. So, mm-hmm. but it was, it was awesome.
1: I mean, it was. Well, you know, uh, the last time I saw you and Reg, I forget we were trying to figure out what gets Reg going. What gets him to raise the barn? Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't think we ever got an answer.
1: I me mean, neither. And and you know definitely something I'm gonna have to harass them about next time I see you guys on Wraith World. <laughs> so yeah. So I mean what what's been your favorite uh crystal that you've gotten in so far? Um
2: my favorite crystal, um, and that's one of the harder ones now, because um, there's so many. Um, I would think that for me, right now, it's been, because uh, I do wear crystals for protection. Mm-hmm. Um, not just for protection, but they're all, you know, the crystals are, each one has its own property, and some can are known to open the third eye. Some are open, known to open portals. You know, mm-hmm. um, of course, you do, you do have the protection ones. Uh, basically, I think for me, is what I wear is amethyst. And I mean, I wear different ones. Uh, but my favorite one, I can say my favorite one, um, really, like right now, the, the quartz crystal, that one I've heard a lot about it because it amplifies everything. Yeah, and uh, so I put something together like that, and yeah, that that is powerful. You know, it's kind of like uh, I'm a skeptic. You know, I am a skeptic on everything. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, uh, and when I did that, it did it did amplify because if I can, if I'm upset and I'm wearing it, yeah, you better watch out. But as <laughs> soon as I take as soon as I take it off, I calm down. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm learning how to use that. You know what I mean? Where where, where if I'm going to do anything and I want to amplify myself or whatever, bo- a boost, then I'll, I'll put it on. So it's right. pretty neat because I really didn't, at first, I mean, I, I ain't going to lie, I, I really didn't buy into it. You know, it's kind of like with the equipment, you know, some of like the necrophonics that we were talking earlier, talking yeah. about apps, you know. Yeah, I've tried all the apps and everything, but course, you know, once you start to know that, you know, they're generated and then if you have them on your phone or on your live phone, like we were talking earlier, it can pick yeah. up words from there. The SP7 is just picking up radio signals, you know, so, yeah. you know, all those things. But then but when you actually start getting uh, responses, intelligent responses instantly to your questions, I mean, there's yeah. just no way that that can just land in and, and time after time not just once.
1: Right. Well, I mean, we're, we're the, we're, we'll start, you know, with something that everybody knows, the SB7. And one of the things that people have always, you know, I've heard people, say, well, you're just picking up a radio station. You're, you're picking up a show. You know, that does happen from, some, you know, once in a while. But when you start asking the right kind of questions and you start asking them and you wait, and it's not so much the fact that they respond, but the idea that you're going to land on a radio station at the right time to get specific words in multiple shows to get full sentences is so insanely impro- uh, improbable. Right. You know, so that's why I always, you know, i I get irritated when I hear that argument. You don't, you're not thinking about the probability of that happening at the right time with the right word. Right. And so when you get voice through the spirit box, you know, that's how you start to know that you can, there are ways you can validate if it's a spiritual response or if it's a radio show. Right. Uh, And the same thing with app app, you know, like, you and I talked about, you know, you turn off your wifi and go into airplane mode, even though the phone isn't active, that is going to eliminate any possible outside interference. That's how you find out if the app is legit. Right. Because if it doesn't work without a Wi-Fi
2: install it right, and even on the necrophonics, there's a sweep on there, like the s p like the s p seven that's what I mean with the s p seven It's going so many times per second, you know what I mean, yeah. so they, like you say the odds of of catching the right word out on the right radio station and and it, but then yeah. to put it in a small little three or four word sentence, you know what I mean like to, to and and then on that is answering with this ass, just like right now we're conversating. It's yeah. just no way. I mean, there's there's no way. I don't care how you look at it, you know. And and mm-hmm. the so the necrophonics is the same thing. It's got a sweep on there, and on the, here at the cemetery, I had the sweep turned down where it's 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 not picking up. It's not talking so much, you right. know. And but it was chattering like crazy when it shouldn't be chattering like that. And then and like you know, like we said, it, the phone is a dead phone. All it has is the mm-hmm. app on it. There's nothing coming in. There's no service. There's nothing. Um, so there's just no way. And then, and then the responses that I'm getting, it's right there, it's right there. Boom, 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 boom. Right. Th- that's, that's what was blowing me away on how, how much it was doing. And I've, you know, I, I believe it now on that one. So that goes back to the crystals. Um, I didn't buy into the crystals at first, you know, it's kind of like, okay, well, they're rocks, you know, well, they're not rocks, you know, they're, Minerals, well, in, in a different way, and uh, uh, some got healing properties, and and so I remember there was one time that my my body was just hurting. I was tired. I'd been pushing myself so hard, <clears throat> and I lay down and I and I grabbed one of my obsidian golden my golden obsidian spear, and and I just got it and I just put rubbed it on my chest, on my arms, and on my back, on my mm-hmm. palms, on my legs. And like within, not even ten minutes, everything was gone. Yeah, I mean, did I even had energy? Like you know, like I slept for a long time and just and got a good meal. I had energy. Like before, right before that, I was passing out, hurting. I've been, you know, staying up and everything, and um, and it and it it worked. And it wasn't. And I know the psychosomatic thing because I try to. I put that into the equation too. Even with everything that I do in the paranormal, you know, I, I try not—I try to go in with a clear mind, not trying to think about anything. Anything bad's going to happen or nothing. I go right. in there on a clean slate. You know that takes practice, but you'll, you you can do it. And uh, so with this one, this happened. It's like wow, man! And then well, this crystal is known for this. I said, okay, well, that's pretty cool. And then so I started, you know, looking into the other ones. So what the other ones do? And sure enough, because I was still like, kind of like, well, it says you charge them. Okay. Like my phone. Okay. So my phone can't live without me unless I plug it in because it can't plug in itself. And so if I'm charging the crystal, because like the Labradite, you can charge that with your breath.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Okay. Well, then that's my energy. And if I'm charging it, then why do I need it? (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, And then, but at the same time, it's kind of like, um, yeah, but it's not exactly like that. I mean, once you start doing research on it, you know, what I mean, you start to see and you start to experience it yourself. That's, that's right. just it's just like our equipment, or when you go to the you go see you go to a, uh, an investigation. Well, I don't believe in spirits, you know. I don't believe in that, you know. And then something grabs you in the butt. <laughs> I mean, literally, I got pinched at this one. You know, I've been grabbed pretty hard at other places. So when you have that experience that which we we always say we love to take skeptics in, you know, and something grabs them or something, they experience something that they just can't explain. But they know that this was real. It it did happen to them. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the same thing.
1: So, you know, you start to see that, that, wow,
2: I mean, this is there is something to this.
1: Well, you know, I, I actually investigated a cemetery where, well, it wasn't a cemetery, it was a park where a uh, little girl and her father were known to haunt the area. And <clears throat> it was me, uh, Neil Mao, and Thomas Wachowski, and we're all just standing at about, you know, almost 10 feet apart. And I felt, what well, felt like, you know how when kids run by you, they kind of brush up against you at about hip height? That's what I felt. And I looked around, I'm like, okay, Tom, where are you at? Because it's pitch black. We can't see each other. So I'm like, Tom, where are you at? And I'm hearing him like 10 feet over here. I'm like, all right, Neil? He goes, yeah, I'm over here. And I hear him like 10 feet over this way. I'm like, son of a bitch. Did I just feel the goat that, you know, that little kid run by me? You know, because I'm not near a tree. I'm not in tall grass. So there is no reason for me to get brushed like that. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and historically speaking, when it comes to those crystals and precious stones, every religion in the world has a holy artifact or relic adorned with these types of crystals and stone for these very specific purposes. Even Christianity, if you look at the uh, the the Hebrew priest that was known to uh, work in the uh, the temple. They had a breastplate made of gold, and they had 12 stones, each to represent a tribe. But each stone had specific piezoelectric uh, properties. So there's some theory that these stones were what was used to help them withstand the presence of God in the temple. Right. You know, so, I mean, it it totally makes sense why, you know, some people just get into crystals and that each crystal has different purposes. Uh, They do serve a function. Well, it's a frequency that they have, and that's really mm-hmm. what it
2: comes down to it. It's like the quartz. The quartz has a real high frequency in which we know the quartz is using computer chips. Mm-hmm. You see? So now you have something that's creating a community, and, and the computer chips are communication. Yeah. So that's pretty neat. You know what I mean? When you start looking at it that way, it's like, well, man, well, that's pretty neat. You know, even gold. Gold is one; it's the best one to use um, in, in any in any type of electronics. Uh, it's a conductor. So what else can they conduct? What else can they communicate? So what are these frequencies are getting you into these places where maybe the, the not maybe, but the, the spirit realm goes there at a different frequency in order to get you to tap into that frequency. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's like I said, it's, it's it's a pretty, pretty awesome thing. I mean, you know, to start seeing this um, and uh, the energy that comes off of them. Uh, you know they've they've studied them before. You know, especially as I said, the quartz, mm-hmm. uh, the, the the electricity that's in it.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I believe it was Ken Allen when I had him on the show a year ago. We got to talking about crystals, and he said one thing that people uh, need to stop doing is cleansing a place with certain crystals and then burying it in on the property. Now there's an old tradition that, you know, that does talk about this to, you know, lock a spirit up. But the problem is, is when you bury a crystal on your property, that crystal now becomes a beacon for every other negative spirit or entity. They know exactly where to go now. Right. right? So I think, you know, what he was trying to allude to is that if you're going to do that, you also need to take it somewhere away from your home or purge it, exercise that stone. And, Cleanse it basically.
2: Right. Yeah, the people do that. They'll put they put spirits in crystals.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, they'll trap them in there. But you know, you don't want to bury it in your property. You know, or if you like say if you bury it somewhere else and you're just creating another creating a portal, What yeah. you're doing.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And and someone's gonna walk into it and say, Look what I found, mommy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and yeah, take, and it take it home.
2: Take it home when you just took a <laughs>
1: And yeah, next thing you know, that kid starting to do a reenactment of Linda Blair. Yep. <laughs> Wait, it can't. It does happen. You know. To, yeah. That's why you got to be careful what you pick up. And
2: I've always had a bad habit of that. I pick up everything.
1: I do too. Um, and thanks for stopping by, Pam. Um, you know, if you get the time, you know, share this out. Uh, but yeah, I as a kid. You don't know anything about paranormal spirits. You know, you see a cool crystal, you know, you bring it at you at home. Now as an adult, I pick the crystal up and I'm about ready to put it in my pocket. I'm like, well, now where has this crystal been first? Do I really want to bring this thing home? And especially when you find one that's out in a place that's known to be haunted. Yeah. Which is why I always believe, leave the property as you found it. Don't leave nothing and certainly don't take anything.
2: Yeah. I got a bad habit. I'll take it. If I like it, I'm going to take it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and we know that. And we've heard some of the stories that have
2: happened, you know. <laughs> yep, yep. I've gotten, I've gotten my butt kicked, man. So now, <laughs> now I still do. I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying not to, I'm trying not to collect stuff, but right. um, I did real good. I did, the last thing I said, I had the dolls, since everybody knows that. Yeah. That's a funny story about that. But, um, <laughs> I still try not to, um, there's this one place I know in San Antonio. It's in the forest and it's deep in there, and it's an old house. And, and there's a an, a real
1: old lantern. Is um, it the forest you've talked about on your uh, previous show? The yeah. one that you
2: keep? Oh, okay. Yeah. There's a house about six miles in there, and oh, okay. it's, it's, it's an old house. It's, it's actually like a, it's um, part of the land now, uh, but in one of the buildings in there, there's there's an old lantern. The old gas lanterns, mm. and man, that thing looks so freaking cool. It's in the it's in the window. I know it's still there, <laughs> and man, I don't know. One one time we went, I was gonna I was gonna stash that thing up. I said that looks that's just so cool. So that's I'm trying to stay away from from that place because I know if I go back to that one, then I'm gonna end up getting that lantern. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe when I move and I got a, I got a, a designated place for to store to store things and maybe um, have them protected or whatever, uh, then I might I might start doing that again.
1: Yeah, basically, you just need to figure out a way to uh, set up a supernatural perimeter, pretty much like what the Warren did with their basement. Yeah, when they started collecting those uh, artifacts. And I know some are going to need more perimeter attention than others. Right. Um, you know, I do... I do have this, uh, you know, a thing. You know, one of the reasons why I'm so adamant about not taking things from places uh, is there's actually one story that I heard And it was somebody who grabbed a stone from the Bell Witch Cave. And there was so much trouble at his home that things started getting very physical. And, you know, he mailed it back with a long letter of apology. Please put this back, you know. Yeah, I heard about about that. Yeah, I mean, that. And that, that wasn't even a crystal, that was just a rock. Actually, there's many
2: people that have done that and they get them mm-hmm. back in the mail because there's so many there, they take them and they send them back. They say, I don't want this, you don't take it back. This yep. started happening, you know. Yeah. I, I, I think that is true too because I did experience that in another cemetery. Um, it's called Baby Head Cemetery, and uh, we went there. Yeah, dude, that sounds like
1: a safe and fluffy place to go.
2: Yeah, well, the, the, <laughs> the story goes because it, it's actually there was a town there many moons ago. And it was called Babyhead. And back hmm. then, the, the indigenous people were, I guess, you know, if you get the story from one side, it's going to be always that they're the bad guys. You know what I mean? Right. They're always attacking. Maybe they're attacking because you're on their land. <laughs> yeah. You're you're in their house. Maybe that's why you're getting kicked out, right? Excuse me. Yeah. You, know, you found somebody sitting on your couch. What are you going to do? <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, um, but they they attacked the the settlers and they captured some kid some small children and they cut their heads off and they put them on sticks you know hmm. um that's the story so they see that now so they named the town babyhead you know cuz they put the babies heads on, right. on sticks so it's kind of weird to name the town after that uh but the cemetery's still there the town's gone and and we went there and uh that place had a lot of nice little crystals on the ground like natural mm-hmm. and I mean, it was covered and some of the tombstones had them on there on there too so i, I found one that just looked so pretty man and i said man i'm taking that one and uh so i picked it up and of course it, it crossed i remember hearing that my mind across well you're not supposed to take anything especially from graveyards you know i said man i'm taking yeah. this i like it and so i'm taking it and i had it in my hand and it was during the daytime we we're walking around and i kid you not i mean i you know we're in texas so everything's big over here but these grasshoppers came out they're like i don't know i never i don't know what a locust looks like but i don't. i don't think they're just grasshoppers are they right uh, but these two were big i mean they were like maybe see, about an inch no they were like maybe two inches long i mean they were the big grasshoppers and um they just started coming out from the ground and they started flying all around us like mosquitoes, and you can hear them on the video zooming by their wings. And mm-hmm. they actually started to hit us. I mean, and they're they're bumping their heads into us, and you know, it wouldn't hurt too much, but it, you know, you feel the little sting. And I was walking with a stone in my hand. And I kid you not, you now now I just remember that's three times that I've screamed. I screamed over there in New Orleans, and I screamed in Lubbock just three weeks ago, and I. <laughs> God, man, and um, I was walking, and I kid you not, that grasshopper came and grabbed that stone out of my hand and took off with it.
1: You know, it's interesting that you say that, especially with grasshoppers, uh, mostly because grasshoppers or locusts are generally attri- uh, attributed to something that's been cursed. Right, right. So, you know, I mean... I mean that's definitely creepy that you know you, you grab a crystal and all of a sudden you know the locusts start forming around you and one of them just take the right out of your hand. I mean, yeah, because I was walking and it just
2: came, uh, it just came and grabbed it and I felt it. I felt his little his legs like grabbed it and took it out and I and I yelled, you know what I mean? And it's like, damn, that damn grasshopper just took it out of my hand. Even right. my guys are saying, yeah, right, whatever. You dropped it. I said, no, <laughs> dude, it took it out of my hand. You know, like like you're not taking this stone from here. You know, I, yeah. I, after we got out, because there were so many of them, they started to hit the cameras. They were hitting us, and then um, they practically practically ran us out. And so when we got back outside the fence, I said, "Man, forget these grasshoppers!" I ran back in and grabbed another one, and ran out. So there's somewhere in my shop, I still took it. I still <laughs> took another one, not the one I wanted, but I took another one. Right. So well, you
1: know if you are. Come back from wherever one day, and the house is covered in grasshoppers.
2: You know. <laughs> oh, I've seen that movie. Yep. Got them crawling out of my eyes and everything. Now, I've, I've had some crazy experiences like that. We had one too with mosquitoes. It was the same thing. That one was in San Antonio. It was a place called the Chinese Cemetery. And uh, they said that no one's ever been able to make it all the way to the back of the cemetery. So, of course, we were race hunters, so we yeah. we did it. We went in there and we 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 went all the way to the back fence. Everything was calm it was you know it, it wasn't too it was a little eerie, but it was it was nice mm-hmm. and um and then when we started walking back, we heard a knock uh come from the ground like somebody knocked on wood right and then uh um right as that happened, these mosquitoes start coming. Then you got one, two, so, you know, you're just brushing them off. Then before you know it, I mean, I kid you not, man, it's dark in there, but it got darker because there was a mm-hmm. swarm of mosquitoes. I know that I know they're in the grass, but, I, I, you know, I'm living in West Texas, so I've experienced mosquitoes. But not like that. This was like a like when you see him in one of the movies with a black swarm coming. Mm-hmm. That's what you could see in the, in the dark, and it literally got so bad that that I couldn't even breathe. I had to put my shirt over my my nose because I was breathing in mosquitoes, and of course they're stinging us all over the place. And that one, we did run from there because I mean we're getting we're getting popped, and right. so we got chased out of we got chased out of that place by mosquitoes.
1: <clears throat> you know. uh, That's a normal night for Minnesota in the summertime. And I kid you not, the swarms in Minnesota get so bad that they can actually be picked up on radars near airport. So... Yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah, so now, you know, you got these little blood-sucking bastards flying around. Now you gotta worry about Zika virus and malaria and every other fucking nasty little virus them thing carry. And you know, of course, people like myself, you know, we we grew up in Minnesota. I mean, we, you know, and, and I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. When you're a kid, and, you know, you fall off your bike, you pick the rock out of your knees, you kinda of lick your thumb and rub it off a little bit and just get back on your bike, go, you drink from a water hose. We're pretty much immune to a lot of shit. Yeah. But When it comes to these little blood-sucking son of the bitches, they are so annoying that I've actually seen people out there with hairspray and a lighter trying to pull that one scene in uh, Resident Evil where she sets all the crows on fire. You know, and I, so I see people doing that with uh, torture, trying to get rid of these mosquitoes. I mean, and that's one reason why you see so many bonfires in Minnesota, because that's the one thing that'll keep the mosquitoes away. Right. But yeah, so, you know, we've talked about your experiences with the forest before, but had there been any other experiences besides that one that l- had literally chilled you to the core?
2: Um. Well, I mean, I've had uh, what I call, um, what is that? Uh, the one brain fart. Like, like I don't get scared at the time. It's not. It's not being scared. Oh, okay. I get startled. Mm-hmm. That, that's the safe word that I use. And and uh <laughs> liar. <laughs> But I don't run. I mean, you know, but there's been there's been a few places. Like I said, I did experience that in in New Orleans this time here. But it it was a balloon that came out from one of the tombs on the side. You know, it came out from the top and it was really reflective. So it it, and it looked like two red eyes. You know what I mean? But it just it, it came out. It was perfect timing. You know what I mean? I'm walking, I'm talking and I look over here and I see this thing come right out and it's glowing like that, you know, looking at me. So, yeah, I gave a little yelp, you know, <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, you know, but as far as shook me, I mean, like, um, yeah, I mean, I've had some, some places that, yeah, that have that have traumatized me.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, the kind of experience that, you know, made you think like, okay, maybe I should rethink this.
2: Yeah. Um, no, I don't think I've had one that would I would. I don't think I've ever had one like that. I mean, I've had some really intense ones, but I don't I don't think anything's going to stop. Right. Well, no, no, no. I'll say this. It goes right back to the forest. There was one time that we went to the forest, and I had my team in there. And uh, it's, of course, every there's stuff going on. We're seeing all these things and everything. So I decided to be, I, I don't know, I got this smart thing in my head. Why don't you let them go in front of you, and you stay back? You know, and the smart idea. So I stopped for about a minute and before you know it, they're gone. Right. And then I start to walk and then I, then I started to hit, I could feel my, I just could feel something like this just start to come around me. You know what I mean? Quick. And, and then uh, I started to think, I says, man, dude, what did you just do? You just let your guys go. Now you're by yourself in this place of all places and you're by yourself. And yeah, that time, I did get really shook up because I, that was, I started, to, I just stayed calm because I, was, I started to get really like anxiety, you know, had anxiety come, start coming over really strong because mm-hmm. you feel like you're being watched from everywhere and you just, this really, really strong, heavy energy. And then something brushed on top of my head, you know I mean? I could feel, I didn't have my hat on and something brushed my hair. I mean, I felt that like somebody just ran their, their hand over my, my hair. Uh, which really spooked me and startled me. There you go. And <laughs> and, uh, and But I'm sitting there now by myself in this forest in the, in the dark. My guys are gone. I can't even hear them anymore. So right. I, I get my camera out. I get my, cam- my night vision camera out, and I start recording, and I'm walking backwards because I could literally feel like something's walking, like something's walking, following me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just, I'm trying not to run. I'm staying calm and everything. I don't know if it was an animal or what, you know, and the last thing you want to do is run if it's an animal. Yeah, for sure. So, but I'm staying calm, but I didn't know if it, what it was, but I could just have this, oh man, dude, I was like, yeah, I was fixing to lose it, but I stayed real calm up, but I was recording the whole time. I was walking backwards. Well, I don't remember how I was walking because I, I was walking forward, but I had the camera pointed backwards. Mm-hmm. So just in case something can't run up on me, at least if they find the camera, they'll see the footage. Well, okay, we know what <laughs> happened to him. You know, right. he's screaming and when you see the camera, like on the Blair Witch and and he's gone. Right. That that one time right there was when I thought it's like, that was a thought that I kept in my head. Like, man, what the hell am I doing? Why did you do this? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, what's yeah. wrong with you, man? <laughs> Not this place. Cause that place is huge. You know, it's not like when you're in a cemetery and you can still yell out and see each other, you know, at least this is yeah. a forest. So, you know, once you're in there, you need, you, you'll disappear. You know, you're, you're, they're gone. So that, that was one time there that I did. I did really get, I mean, I was on the edge. I was right on the edge of insanity. Put it that way. Cause that's what that place does. It, it does that. And I've said that before. Mm. But, yeah, I was walking backwards with the camera. And then I finally caught up with the, with my other team. And the first thing is my co-founder came up to me. And he said, man, dude, we just had something happen over there. Something brushed my hair. And, it was, you know, that's the first thing he told me. And I said, well, something just brushed my hair back there. So whatever it was that came through me and touched me, went over there with their head and touched him. Right. So, but, yeah, that was one time there that I just, you know, I never second thought about it. I mean, I don't know if you're meaning about Should I stay in the paranormal? You know, like, what am I doing in this mess? Right. You know, I thought about that about podcasting. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah. That I have. Yeah. So with all the investigations that you've done, what's the one historical case or uh, event that uh, made you queasy or sick to your stomach? And and what I mean by that is, um, like, you know, I've talked about Carlos Avery a lot because it's just a crazy place. But there was a case of a six-year-old boy who was kidnapped and beat to death with a tire iron on the road in this place. Uh, And a woman in the same area uh, about 20 years now, almost 10 years later, uh, she was burned alive in a domestic dispute in that area. And every time I go there, I just... Just thinking about that shit make me sick to my stomach. Have you ever had cases like that? It just made me
2: physically sick like that? When I think about it. Well, I mean, it.
1: just it just made you just, you know, uh, almost give you an oppressive feeling, you know, a very uh an intense, sad feeling. You're just heartbreaking almost.
2: Yeah, there was there's a couple like that. I'm just trying to think of which ones. I know. Oh. Well, the one that I we did at the in Mineola, Texas. And I I've, I've talked about that one where the four girls were trapped there that they were being um used they they uh, we channeled them through the through the spirit board. And mm-hmm. and they were telling us that they were dropped off there. They were sold basically to that man that was there. Their father did it. And and mm-hmm. that one right there got to me. That was something that stayed with me for a very long time because um it was four of them and then of course they were being used uh they even told it, uh, because most of the people that were there the investigators we were getting pushed a lot especially on the on the stair on the stair on the staircase because mm-hmm. i got pushed on the staircase too and then some people were getting kind of sick to their I stomach either. like they were getting stomach pains and then we didn't know all this till after we were done but through when we're channeling one of the girls uh, had told us that the man, when they would get pregnant, that he would push them down the stairs so they would lose, have a miscarriage. Right. So it made sense because, of course, you know you have abdominal pains, you know, and then being pushed on the stairs, like we, a lot of us were getting pushed. Right. And, and uh, so the uh, um, so he was doing this with them, of course, uh, using them for prostitution and everything, and then uh, even in the afterlife, he still has them trapped there. Because I remember, that's the time that they knocked down my camera. They knocked down two cameras off my tripods, which my tripods were big. They're not, you, you're not, it, it takes a, Right. you got to push these things down. And he knocked them over. And, and then, um, but right after that, uh, what really made me sick to my stomach was, I mean, like he's saying like that, one day they were trapped and we couldn't, we couldn't get them, we couldn't get them free because that spirit was, was, um, they would, he was so, he wasn't that he was so strong. It's just that we couldn't get him at that time. Right. You know, it don't always happen. You know, way well, yeah, out, we went and we, we set lose 14 spirits every time we go. No, sometimes you just got to go back and come at it a different way. Hmm. So, uh, we, so we had to leave it at that. And I came back and that, that really shook me up. I mean, actually, I actually broke down in tears. You know, like, yes, the race Prince Christ, uh, but it was a good reason. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I, I could feel the pain from them being trapped there. And then when we were going to go back to it, actually, you know, we had, we had another opportunity to go back. I asked one of the investigators that um, was with us at the time. and said, hey, you know, we're going to go back. Do you think we can set these girls free? He says, well, we're going to have to ask permission from the owners of the house. And I right. said, and that's what got me because I think I don't know if you ever heard me say that. He, that got me because, like, what do you mean we gotta ask permission? He goes, "Well, because that's how they make their money." And it's like, yeah. wow. I said, like, I, it made me so mad. And it's like, so we gotta ask them for permission to release these girls that are trapped, being tortured. I mean, whatever they're going through in this afterlife, we're pretty sure the same. You know, being in their and live, living, they were being living hell, tortured, living hell. And mm-hmm. now they're still in the afterlife, so they had someone who was extorting them, and now they still have somebody else who's extorting them in the living because no, we we have to ask permission. And what if they say no? Because I know there's one house in, here in, in in Texas that's not too far, that's everybody knows about, is that you they don't want to allow you to go in there with spirit boards or to release any spirits from that place. Right. Uh, you know, if they know that you're doing that, they'll kick you out because that's their bread and butter. So that's the one right there. That one, that one, pretty much, that one hit me pretty hard because I could feel their pain. I could, we can all see what's going on in real life. You know, what I mean, we've seen the sexual abuse women in you know in places what they do to them, right. how, they, how they're treated, and then they're still being treated like this in the afterlife, and all they want to do is just be released, but you got to ask mm-hmm. the permission of the owner to do it.
1: So yeah, that and I, I I have a hard time when I go when I hear about places that are like that, I avoid them because I I have a bad habit, and, and you've seen you've seen me you've seen some of the shit I post. I have a bad habit of just letting shit fly. Right. Um, I don't always aim when I shoot at the mouth So... <laughs> Uh, but if, and, and sometimes that's a good thing because sometimes if I aim, it gets even uglier, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't think I could really bring myself to do an investigation at a location where the owner refused to let that place be cleansed, you know, let the spirit to be set free, right? you know, and, and no, this is not something I'm going to do, but I've often wondered how would they like it if I just. Whack them right there on the spot and let them be trapped and not give them permission to be freed, right? You know, and then use them later. Then they keep yeah.
2: on using them even after that. It's, it's kind of like that. That's not really a forever thing, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, that's that was uh, that that one got to me for it, it, that one stayed with me for a while. That I even communicated with them from here, with with the girls that were there, but I, I couldn't. I couldn't get them. I couldn't do it. I, I, for some reason, I just couldn't do it. I, I couldn't. Do it by myself, you know. Yeah. And and so that's just something that I just had to just move on from. But they're right. still they're still there. And they just had an event not too long ago.
1: So there you go. Yeah. Now you've mentioned uh you know, places that are hard to clear out. And I've actually talked about this before. So let me get your thoughts on this. TK entities and egregores. What do you think the chances are that so many places you're coming across that you can't purge is because not because of the spirits themselves, but because of psychic projections or manifestations of either a single individual or a group of people?
2: Yeah, I've wondered about that. and I've talked about, I've asked that question. Do we have, is it, because there's some people that believe the haunt, we create the hauntings, you know, Mm -hmm. And so I said, okay, so if we go in there as a team, say just, you know, three or four of us, you know, um, so is it our collective energy? Because we're thinking, because most teams go in there and they're already expecting something to happen. They want to see 666. They want to hear Satan. They want to hear demon through the boxes or through any whatever. So they already have that projected in their mind. So if they, if they all have it and they're all going in there like that, is it is are they projecting that, haunt, creating a haunting that doesn't, it's not even there. Yeah. You know, um, so, yeah, but some people can. Um, I know that some people can manifest that. You know, we we have to deal with them. I have dealt with people before in counseling where it's like, okay, it's not anything in your house. This is something that you're manifesting. Right. You know, and, and as soon as you get them to understand that, it goes away because mm-hmm. there was really nothing there. It's just, well, it kind of is and it ain't, but they're manifesting it. Yeah. So, but if they do that, um, that's that's the one that'll be hard to get out of it because there's nothing for
1: you to get out. It's the person. Right. Well, you know, with egregor's you know, I would talk to my wife about this last night. Um, there was a park not far from where I lived, and it had a long history of a haunting. Well, I... After a month of research, I actually came across an article about the guy who actually started it, and it was just a prank. But because it turned into a horror story and everybody believed it, the haunting became real. And you're not going to get rid of that because that means you have to get a hold of everybody right. and tell them to stop it. And yeah, good luck with that. And with PK Entity what I found in my research is that more often than not that psychic entity or manifestation is stemming from a very serious and deep trauma in which half of those cases, people don't even know it's them because they blocked out that trauma. They they have no memory of it. Right. And you know, what would be your process if you came across a situation like that? Um, man, there's not really much you can do because like you say, you have to gather everybody up and then you're going to have to do some shadow work with them or something, you know, some kind of... Right, well, I mean, with the PK Entity, it's usually just one person. The Egregore is where it deal with a group of people. Right. Um But yeah, I mean... It... It's a Could difficult you... one. Yeah, because I mean, you know, like especially if a woman was raped, how am I a man for one... And not only that, a man, but also someone who's never been raped, going to be able to con- to connect with the victim. Yeah. And get them to face whatever scar that is. Right. You know. So do you think, you know, as an investigator, it's important to um be mindful of the psychological impact of what you're investigating? Or the or the the effect it may have on the people who called you.
2: Well, yeah, that's where your research comes in,
1: and that's what a lot of people don't do. You know, uh, right.
2: especially if you're going to do residentials. You know, doing forces and doing abandoned houses is one thing. Because The only one that's going to be traumatized is going to be you or your team. <laughs> yeah. You know? And 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 uh, but when you go do a residential, when you got families in there, uh, that's that's one thing that I do want to eventually get my team. But I need other team members that have a degree in psychology. I have even thought about that already you know to from right. to start taking uh classes on psychology and, and parapsychology you
1: mm-hmm. know
2: and and uh because you need that because uh, I have been to one with a with another friend of mine, another investigator, and I saw what's like man this is no way because you you're not the only dealing with spirits if that is here or negative spirits, but you just be dealing with the person who's out there, you know, and needs help. And in effectively, if there's kids involved in the house, your husband, you know, they're married with three kids in the house, young kids, you know, it's affecting them also, you know? And so this is where you need to call, draw the line. If you need to call uh, somebody else to come in and, and help, or maybe it's, it's a really tricky situation when it comes to mental health. You know, and and so but you need to make that call because you could walk into a situation where there's somebody who's just bonkers. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you know, and and, but they're creating all this torture with their family because they're seeing something that's not there, but they're scaring the crap out of their kids and their kids are being traumatized now, Mm -hmm. you know, and who knows what that's going to do to them. And so now now you're getting into abuse so Mm -hmm. this is where you need to make that call and say hey do I need to get a hold of somebody to come check this out because this is not paranormal this is mental or you got somebody that comes in and says yeah yeah you do have demons well you just threw fire you threw gas on top of that fire that's that's not even there but you just started one now you got them all going crazy and and then you you know they leave and what's going to happen after that because they don't they just want to go in there and film something is not there, you know, this is where you get the difference between ghost hunters and investigators, you know, researchers. Um, So, you know, and I've talked about this too, you know, for teams coming in, it's like deciding what you want to do. Do you want to go out there and just be out there on, you know, doing abandoned houses, cemeteries and things like that. You know, that's cool. It's fun. I do like, there is a fun side to it, you know, getting the crap scared out of you sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, but it, but when you start getting into this side of it, the residential part of it, you're dealing with families. That's a whole nother game.
1: You right, know, for sure. I,
2: I don't think that that's just for your regular investigator. You know what I mean? That's something that you're going to come in really dedicated to what you're doing, you
1: know. Right. And and don't get your training off of Goat Adventures or Wikipedia. <laughs> Seriously. Because, you know, I, well, I Googled it. You know, I don't <laughs> care what Google says. Google isn't always right. You know, um, but yeah, I definitely agree with the whole idea of people going in, uh, especially residential and just stirring shit up and making it worse. Yeah.
2: Um, which they can make it worse by
1: spiritually or they can make it worse mentally. Yeah. And, <clears throat> you know, the, the, especially with the, the mental health issue, um, thomas and i were down at a location and it was right behind an abandoned well it used to be an old insane asylum but at the time we were down there they had just repurposed one of the old buildings to be a halfway house for veterans with severe ptsd and you know alcoholism and drug abuse and we were down there one night in the path that we were on is part of a park so a public property and there was a guy down there and I could tell from the very second that I laid eyes on him, something was off. So we kept our distance. But after about 15, 20 minutes, he got off the bench and started walking backward towards us. Weirdest shit I've ever seen. And then all of a sudden he gets close and he turns around and he's like, you guys got to go. I'm like, but this is a public place. He goes, I don't care. You got to go or I will float you down the river. Which... In other words, that she would just kill us and dump us. Yeah. So we started to walk away. And I don't think I'd ever been more scared in my life. Only because, you know, at the <laughs> time he was a vet who had real severe PTSD and he had just gotten kicked out of the halfway house uh, because he was drunk. And he got a very unpleasant... Uh, repertoire with the local law enforcement so the fact that thomas and i came close to being killed over a paranormal investigation at a public place yeah you know so and this is one of the things where you know when you and i talk about mental health it can be crazy um situations you get in, you know come across where mental health can be such a critical factor right and how an investigation goes or if there is even an investigation in the first place
2: yeah that's that's the reason why i mean i've i'm asked that a lot that if i do residentials and i don't do them mm. i'd rather be out there just somewhere out there in the dark <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> Yeah, I well, like, the, I, I, the
1: scariest thing is some, you know, uh, some asshole Chihuahua trying to chase you off a property or some yeah. shit, you know. I
2: don't have to worry about Wild Bill or anything like that backing me up in the cellar. <laughs> right. Nah. No thanks. I'll let y'all do that. Put the load on or I get the hose. Yeah, I'm right here thinking <laughs> God I it, man. I was just, just want to hunt. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah. but there has been some situations like that. I said my one of my friends, that's all he does. That's all he does is residentials. And they're really, really, uh, real good at it. You know, the, he has the people with him that are qualified in, in mental health and, you know, social workers and everything. I mean, he has counselors. He has all these people that go in, but they're also paranormal investigators. So they come in with that, you know, with, with that uh knowledge to be able to tell what's going on. You know, but no, nah, I don't think so. He's telling me some stories already before this. Nah. Right. I'd rather have a big old, big old open area to run than be, like I said, next thing you know, the door locks and 15 locks lock on it and you're, <laughs>
0: you're done. Yeah. I,
1: I, it's, you know, I, I'll admit, I am claustrophobic. There are some places, fuck you, I'm not going. Um, you know, especially when you get these, you know these assholes that are like, "Hey, uh, want to do a solo session in that you know that walk-in closet?" Or just leave you in there alone? No, fuck off. You can do it. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, getting into small locations, no, 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 no. Well, confined where you can't get out. That's that's the thing for me. I mean, I can't even handle going to my doctor's office because it's so damn small. You know, and she's always like, geez, your blood pressure is so high. We should get you on this medication. I'm like, well, no, I don't need medication. we just, just take it. All right, fine. I take it three days later. My blood pressure is so damn low. I'm passed out on a two mile walk. I'm trying to tell you lady, my blood pressure is fine. It's just, you got me in this tight ass room. Yeah. With a tiny ass window, two stories up, I feel like I have no way out. Of course, my blood pressure is going to be through the freaking roof. Right. Um, but yeah, anyways, uh, is there a location or a, a type of location that you just will not go to?
2: Uh, I don't think so. If it's outside, I'll go to anything.
1: <laughs> but I mean, you know, what? what would be the worst case scenario for you on an investigation? Mm, worst case
2: scenario. The places that I go to, I guess the worst case scenario is Well, we thought we talked about this before. I had I had a member with me when we first started out and he says, What happens if we go into these places and we're deep in there and we run into a bunch of people having a ritual and they're running around all naked. And we're right. and we're and we're in there deep, you know what I mean? Uh, like I said, like if we, when we do the forest, so there's times that we go, you know, way past six miles in it. You know, that's another six miles of running. I, don't, I can't run six miles. You know, you're uh, right. already tired just from the way in there. And I said, "Go." So, what are we going to do if that ever happens? I said, "Well, that's why we all carry. We live in Texas, right? <laughs> <laughs> so it's either yep. let us film it or, you know." let us walk out of here but we're gonna something's gonna happen so that's been something that's always been in the back of my mind if we do go into because we do go in like i say like for us we are we are outside we do, we do go to these places that are far in there and i think that's the one there that i try not to think about um we haven't run into anybody yet you know not even not, not even one person but if we ever did run into something that was happening in there right in any of these places that we go.
1: Now I see Reggie here just kinda talking a big game. I know. Have you uh have you ever, you know, been tempted to throw him in a spot or see just how much of a spine he really has? <laughs> well he
2: he got to we got to investigate finally together on this in the in I said in, in uh, New Orleans. So he did really well in there because that was his first time that he's ever investigated at night. Okay. So you know uh, we broke that way we broke that one, but he hasn't gone to some other places that I've gone to yet. Right. So once he goes into those, then we'll see what the Reg X is made out of.
1: Will you ever bring him to the forest?
2: That's where he wants to go. <laughs> so many have tried and didn't make
1: it. Yeah, I've always felt that, you know, it's usually the cocky one that ends up. See,
2: there he is right there. Bring yeah. it. There's your cockiness. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's usually the cocky one that end up either getting the scared uh, shit scared out of them the most or get the best evidence just because they managed to piss off the spirit enough. Yeah. Um,
2: Yeah, he's got oh, a yeah. god, he's got a god helmet, and we forgot it at the room. Man, I told him, God damn it! When he brought it, I finally got to see one in real life. And he's got a cool one, and I said, then we left it at the room. Here we are, the cemetery is active as I don't know what. Would have loved to freaking sat on on a tomb and put that on. So rookie, but that's another one there too. <laughs> I would love to try that in the forest also. Right.
1: <laughs> oh man. So now, race world podcast. What do you got lined up in the future for that? For race world, the
2: race world podcast. That one has that one is uh, a little bit of everything. You know, sometimes it turns into the unholy trinity. You know, most of you they know what that show is about. Right. (laughs) It's turned into it's turned into that. You've been on it when it's turned that way. Oh yeah,
1: (laughs) it it took a real hard left turn.
2: So that one, that one is mainly it's a little category of, of everything, and mm-hmm. uh, that one's just going to continue to stay that way. Um, Oracle of Darkness is the one that where I bring on the other people, the dark, darker practitioners. Right. Um, they'll just continue to go the way they're going right now. You know, uh, eventually I'll stop uh, once I get to uh, where I'm going. Uh, I may start not doing as many. Par- well uh it's because investigating thats that's my thing right the, po- the podcast came out actually initially when i first started it was just it was i mean it was to promote my team you know mm-hmm. because uh that's what you do right we don't have flyers anymore right. know, back in the day we made flyers well now it's social media well podcast is social media that's the best tool that you can have and if you have your own then you don't have to go around you know knocking on people's doors Please, please, can you let me on? So I created my own. But the podcasting did change me, though. After a while, I started to see, um, you know, made good friends, you know, make you, and we've been friends for a while, and, mm-hmm. you know, good people that are out there really trying to promote the paranormal, but not just promote it, but are in it, you know. <clears throat> and and uh, so you do start meeting some good people out there, and then you, you do run into other people that need help. And uh, so it started to change me anyway with the podcasting. Well, it did change me and I didn't see it anymore. It's just for me. Right. And you know, that I actually could do something with it. Uh, But uh, investigating is still, that's what I want to do. That's what I, you know, my whole thing is my team to do that. So once I get over there, the podcasting may take a little, it might slow down a little bit. Right. You know, I, I will still go live on it through my podcast when I do the investigations But as far as the the way we're doing it now with the guests and everything else, that that may that may just slow down a little bit. Right. Because over there, that's a candy store of of paranormal. I mean, you know, and I'm the new kid in town in a new big place in the second biggest city in in Texas, which is all paranormal. It's all haunted. And not only San Antonio, but Austin right next to it, which is a huge place, too. And then you got San Marcus. you got you got the Valley, so you got everything within two or three hours. You know, Austin's only forty five minutes from there, right. so you got a whole another big city to go to. Uh, so it's it's almost like an every almost if you can do it every night, you probably could mm-hmm. a different place. You know, so that's where my attention is going to be back into the full paranormal team, right? Which I have another team over there.
1: Well, there you go. So okay, now i I know Hearst man. I've talked with him. We've had some conversation. My question on the on uh, the Ravens' altar or uh, your other podcast is: uh, What made you decide to go in that direction?
2: Um, the altar of darkness is what is he is what it is now. Mm-hmm.
1: So, what made me get in with Hearst? Yeah, I mean, why go in that direction? I mean. I'm, I'm, for, for the longest time, you were focused on uh, more shamanic or more, more shaman practices. Yeah. Why this direction now?
2: Well, the shaman I, I still am in the shamanism. The shamanism is dark. The shaman, mm. in, the shaman uses dark and light, but he's more dark than he has light. And right. not in the sense that he's dark and evil. It's just that the practices that you use uh, in the shamanic um, realms... So it, it's, it's, uh, and then about me is that I never spoke about things about my abilities or mm-hmm. the things that I've practiced and still practice. Uh, race world, like I said, that was more of, of a promoting machine, you know, and right. maybe talked a little bit here and there. Uh, but I never talked about, uh, my abilities or anything. Uh, right. on that one and then as i started to you know get out more and meeting more people people started asking me more questions and more questions especially privately and so i just i just felt and then what we con- what people considered to be witchcraft and the darker arts you know you can't you can't be like we say we can't be all dark we can't be all light you know right. some of these some of these spirits that we go to the places that we go to we do deal with a Hey, he's your God, like I did. With Jesus, the name doesn't work there. Right. So, well, we have, you know, here, go ahead. So we have to have another way of coming at this. So unless you know, uh, unless you know how to come at it and, and it and what it doesn't understand and what it does, where well, you can not push it out. You know, you may need a bigger, a bigger, darker energy than he is to push it mm. out. You're not going to destroy it because you can't destroy it, but you will push it out. So that's where right. those practices come in. But because, but because witches, the word witch, witchcraft, dark, all these preconceptions are already in people's mind because of what you were taught since you were a kid. You know, mm-hmm. it's all dark. Uh, pentagram. You know, it's it's the devil. It's Satan. Well, do you know where the cross came from? You know. <laughs> It's not all well, oh, Christianity, you know, it didn't start there. It started way before that.
1: Yeah, the, the cross was actually a method of execution in ancient Rome for centuries before Christ was
2: hung right. on the cross.
1: And even before that, it goes to the Egyptians, and then you keep going back. And so it was
2: used as many as, as a different different powers. So, mm-hmm. But that's what I'm saying is if people see my ring, it's got a pentagram
1: on it. So, what's, well,
2: what's the first you know, thing uh, they're going
1: to think? With that, though, I mean, two things. One, it depends on how you wear it as to whether it's a pentagram or what's actually called a pentacle. A pentacle is actually a Catholic symbol, it's the same thing. It's just instead of being upside down, it's right side up. Right. And it would be later adopted. Well, there's some speculate. there's some controversy as to whether or not it was originally a Wiccan symbol that would adopt it into Catholic belief, or if it was a Catholic Catholic symbol, that would eventually be uh, used in wicked practices. Right. But either way, uh, the idea is the pentagram, depending on which way you place it, determines as to whether it's a, you know, quote-unquote demonic practice or a spiritual practice. You know, a lot of people don't really understand the history of symbols, uh, another one is uh, one of the, when people talk about, you know, fighting darkness or dealing with darkness, especially in the Christian community or Catholic community. and This is something that you almost never hear any of them talk about. King Solomon, one of the most revered uh, figures in the Bible, used practices, used magic, I mean, the Jewish uh, cabal teaches this. And a lot of these symbols that i found in satanic practices actually have root in the same symbol that was created by King Solomon. Right. You know, because King Solomon, there's even a story about how he managed to control the demon to build uh, one of his temples. Right. He, he's the ring. Yeah, his ring. But his ring doesn't have the pentacle on it. It's got a different feel. Yeah. And that one, people have been trying to figure out but still haven't found it or they still haven't figured it out either. So, but yeah. yeah. Right, right. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, this is why, you know, like we mentioned before, research is so important. Right. If you're going to talk, if you're going to talk a big game to people, know your shit
2: right so it's, it's like this if we talk about light then we're gonna talk about jesus we're gonna talk about god we're gonna talk about the angels archangel michael url you know the whole the whole bible mm-hmm. that's what light is to, i mean that's how way life light is perceived that's what that's the good yeah. and see people know a lot about it because either they gone to church you know what i mean they hear about it or they've read the bible Okay, mm-hmm. so they then you hear these stories, they're in there about Solomon. It talks about, you know, well, Enoch's not in there, but it should be in there. But, uh, yeah. you know, you, so you 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 get, so you're praying to these, to these deities, you know, in, in Jesus' name, you know, or you, you're praying to the saints or whatever, but you're still, but you learned about all that, right? So the light. Well, there's another side to it. It's the same. So it's the same thing. You don't necessarily start to worship the devil because the devil is not even that, mm-hmm. you know. It, but that's the way you know it when you come in. So you you start to learn that side of it, and and uh, so for me, it's not only because it's it's not that anybody influenced me into this. It's because this is the way I've always been. It's like I right. said, I was dark, dark. If you want to call me that, I knew how to do spells. I knew how to do rituals. I know how to do all this stuff. And and not only the ones that not just the ones that you think you know, I'm talking about the ancient ones, the real ones. Not right. not the stuff you see on, on, on a lot of places. And and uh at a very young age. And then I went into the church, so you can say I kinda went to light, and then I decided then that that didn't fly with me because I saw the dark in the light, <laughs> what church is. Yeah. And then, so I went back to the dark, so now I work with both because I've learned both and and um, it's just that I never talked about my other side because it turn- it's not that it turns people off, it scares people, you know, yeah, and it's not that I'm burning stuff, I'm not burning babies, I'm not doing dancing I'm not dancing around naked and all of what you see on t v and everything yeah, there is a thing like that, also, yeah, you can do that, but there's many, there is many and and uh so, but when you come into this paranormal, you're dealing with both because you don't know if you're dealing with something that's way out there, that's demonic, or it's a deity that's out there, that never was born. I mean, nothing was born. Yeah, it's never born, it's never human. Mm-hmm. So, how do you come up? How do you deal with that when it? It's like when I went here to this one place here, I ended up running, uh, dealing with a Haitian god. I've never, never had that ex- experience that before, and got my butt wolfed. Nasty. That's where I got possessed. And, but I went back, you know, but the thing is that how do you deal with that when it won't let you go? Right. It doesn't say, oh, okay, it's cool, man. You came into my place, you destroyed my altar, you know, and you say you're sorry. And it's okay. Yeah, we're cool. No, it don't. Now it's got a vendetta after you and it follows you home. And then I was missing with your family and start missing with everything, trying to kill you. Literally. What do you yeah. do now? You know? this is paranormal it is this that's what i call this is the real paranormal now this is not just the gadgets the gadgets ain't going to help you on this uh somebody coming in and doing some kind of what what do you use on that you know yeah you know this is not tv no more this is what you're into you walk into a cemetery you and in reality you're walking into another realm and yep. you're walking into stuff that you're going to walk into. You may walk into a portal that somebody some warlike or, you know, if you want to call them that, has put out there or whatever is there. You, we're, it, it's because people forget because of the movies, because of TV and because of YouTube. Oh, they yeah. forget that this is real. Yeah. You know, this is real and it takes knowledge to do this. Not just knowledge was light, but knowledge, if you want to say dark. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, it... Especially with the YouTube generation. Everybody gets these weird half-cocked ideas and and think that there's no consequences. And and uh, you probably heard me say this before, but I've said this to a lot of people. There are things that have walked this earth for millions of years before man was even close to being semi-conscious and self-aware. Our idea what we what we conceive as or perceive as Uh, the modern consciousness, the the ability to rationalize, think, uh, question, observe, things like that, that ability has only been around for maybe a couple hundred thousand years. And yet we seem to have this audacity, especially with the YouTube generation, to think that, oh, I'll just say a couple of words and I've got total control of it. I can do this. No, you can't. Yeah. So I, you know, and it kind of goes, you know, this kind of segues into the next part.
2: Yeah. So that's, uh, the, go
1: ahead. It, when you come across people like that, how do you deal with them?
2: I don't. <laughs> I let them. I let them be them.
1: Hey, you want to summon that you out from hell in your ass? Go right ahead. Yeah, You're, you got. It. You're on your own.
2: Yeah, go right ahead. <laughs> You'll find out. <laughs> but but that's one of the reasons why I did the second podcast you know what I mean and that was mm-hmm. dedicated just to the darker arts what people don't talk about you know what I mean and a lot of right. uh, and, and a lot of the practices there they're not they're not talked about you know you see you see the lighter part of of that you know um but you don't really see what it, how it works and how you really do these other ancient because that's where it comes from everything all of it it's it's, mm-hmm. it's practices they're ancient practices and you can go all the way back way before christianity way before all that it goes way back and, and it just got twisted just like we hear about the bible being twisted now so did it it got it all got twisted and it all got mixed up and then a lot of knowledge got lost
1: so uh, you're, t- you're talking about when uh, the Bible became canonized to what it is yeah. today. So you yeah. have
2: you have the same thing on that side, because we were called oracles at one time and we would and we would conjure people would conjure up a, a spirit, you know, mm-hmm. but they were called oracles and oracles a helper. You know, that's that's actually why I called it Oracle of darkness. And right. and and uh, now and then they turn into psychics in mediums. Yep. But then but then but well, they turn into oracles. Then they turn into mm-hmm. Witches and burned yeah then they became later down in modern time now as psychics and helpers and because of the way society now has opened up to the paranormal so mm-hmm. now it's accepted in some places yeah you know I mean? and it's even still with, a little contention but yeah and, and even with some even in the paranormal well mm-hmm. i don't know man i don't do none of that man i don't do that okay well that's fine but it's, this is the truth you know so that's what I mean. It's just, it's been, it's been lost. A lot of, a lot of the knowledge has been lost and, and on both sides. But, um, so on, on that podcast, of that's where I bring in people that do know the ancient arts. Right. And it's, and yes, we do get a lot of flack sometimes and we just got it today. I just got it today, um, about even the traditions that people use, in uh, cleansing, you know, um, the Hispanics, I don't know. I don't know the Spanish culture. Um, we use a lot of eggs. All right. The egg cleansing. Well, do you know that there's many types of egg cleansing? Because every culture has it too. Mm-hmm. And but But because the tradition, it's kind of like growing up Catholic because your mom is Catholic, your grandparents are Catholic, so that means you're Catholic. Mm-hmm. But we all know that that's not
1: correct. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. I mean, yeah, you, totally- you, you mentioned the canonization uh, in the Book of Enoch. Um, I, 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 have, I agree. I mean, there's been a there's two two ways to look at it. One, uh, certain members within the Vatican wanted to consolidate the Bible to uh, focus on the lineage of Jesus, the, the methods of Jesus. But when you actually go and you can and find some of the texts that were written that were uh, used to be in the Bible, but eventually taken out, you begin to see that, you know, there are things that have happened before Adam and Eve.
0: Right. You
1: know, it talked about the rise and fall of kingdom before Adam, which would explain how Cain was able to take up a wife once he was cast out of Eden. Um, you know the Book of Enoch, the Watchers, the beasts that roamed the earth. That, by today's standard, most people would just call it as fantasy or mythological, right? Um, but all that goes back to show, you know, like you mentioned, there are things that have been that man has been doing before, you know, what we now understand as uh, Christianity or Catholicism or even you know other religions like Islam, Buddhism, Taoism. Anything like that. Um, Where did all this information come from? Right. You know, how far back does all this really go? And how many times has this information been lost and rediscovered? And then, like you said, it
2: became good and evil Mm -hmm. when it never was good and evil. It was one. Yeah. You see, now it got split. Now it got categorized. Well, you're good. You're bad. Or well, you're bad and you're good. No, it's not like that, you know. And it got split. Of course, the church did it, you know, for power. We use power and fear, and then right. put and then made one evil. And even in our minds, it's still hard sometimes to say, "Are you sure that's not bad?" Because it's already ingrained in our mind.
1: Right. Well, one good example of that is how some, and 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 this is quite a few uh, f- different faiths around the world, uh, but how some religions suppress women. And one of the biggest things that bothers me about that, you know, is, and, and I'll kind of redirect it into the Christian side, how there are Christian denominations that do not believe that women have authority power or control position. And when if, they say they read the Bible. Well, clearly if they did, they would have seen that even Jesus told his followers to respect his mother's word as his own, meaning that she had a position of authority. She wasn't just a servant. She wasn't to be, you know, a submissive. She, she had position. There's also another part in the Bible that talked about where there was a head priest or priestess, I should say, a woman who was the leader of a synagogue. So, Fast forward all these centuries, now you have these religions that have suppressed women. Catholic don't believe that women can be priests. Uh, Islam don't think that women are anything more than property or cattle, more or less. And, and <clears throat> this is where you start to see that struggle for dominance and power. And like you said, using fear. Now they're saying, you know, if you let a woman run your church, you're going to hell. Right. How is that good?
2: That's what you I know? mean. It's just it's just it's just that it's just that people what they've already done to this, you know, and, and and uh and it's hard for people to break away from that. And one because right. fear is already put in their head, you know, it's already put of what I said, of good and good and evil, light and dark. You know, mm. and, and there's and, and like I say, pretty, and there's many people out there that that you know, it's kind of like this. Um, of course, I know you've heard of Carl Johnson. Mm. I mean, the guy is phenomenal. You know, I mean, he's done so many investigations, has so much knowledge. You know, of uh, you know who he's considered, but Carl Johnson has a dark side. Nobody knows that, but, but he but he's going to reveal that on on the my second podcast. And he loved it when I when I when I on you no know, I've, I've had him on you know and i I know him very well and I I was talking to him over there at Fear Fest and I said hey I know you have a dark side he goes um, yeah I do I just don't talk about it I said well would you like to talk about it he goes yeah I'll come on there because he he's seen it and he knows what we talk about so this right. is what I'm saying is he's done some great work in the paranormal you know you can't knock him in the paranormal field he's not a Zach Bagans you know what I mean right <laughs> um but he also has another side to him on how he deals with these places that he's gone to, that he doesn't reveal that he doesn't talk about. And that's what that podcast is about is uh, to, to bring knowledge. Actually, both of them are is to bring knowledge to people that don't understand this and don't know because they've never heard it because no one ever talks about it. You know, and one because, Oh man, you're a dark practitioner practitioner now. Okay. I can't hang around with you. Well, What happened? You liked me yesterday when I was doing my other thing, right? You know, so now, oh, but yeah, but I don't get into all that, man. I don't do all that. Well, yeah, you know, but so that's what that is. So, on there, he's going to reveal his practices and 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 uh, which that you do need. So, that's uh, that's that's why that one right there. That's why I only do so many. I don't I haven't done that, i I've done four. Right, I I had him and I've had some good people on there, you know. But I because I'm picky on who I bring on because I just don't want somebody who's out there just doing the regular stuff, yeah, that's cool, but that's still not the real deal,
1: you know. And right, you're you're still in like you know, first grade arithmetic, let's get up to algebra, you're you're
2: doing stuff that you learn from somewhere, but just not like I said, I I got some flack earlier today on a cleansing, and because. They only know one type of cleansing. Well, there's many types of cleansings with the egg. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, it may not look, it's going to look foreign to you. It's to look weird. Like, no, that's not right. You know, that's not the way we do it. Yeah, it, well, it is and it ain't. Yeah, you do it your weird way, but there's another way too. There's not just one way. And right. that cleansing that you're doing may not be strong enough for whatever you're trying to cleanse. This one will work for that one. You yeah. know, it's starting to find the right tool, the right spell that you're going to use. How do you do spells? Oh, spells are evil. No, they're not. You know, you cast spells in church all the time. You know what spelling is? It's called spelling casting. Mm-hmm. We do it. We were learned that in school. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what I mean. People don't under, don't know that you've been you've been casting spells all the since you were a kid. You know, all those little rhymes that you did. Did your mommy taught you? Yep. They're spells. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, you know it. There was a scientific study done not too long ago in the the power of words. Um, words and voices have the ability to completely change certain brainwave signatures, uh, which is why when you you know you you, uh, you have people who. Uh, pray you have people who meditate you have people who go into this uh surreal uh then like state using sounds and words um so i've often wondered you know there's got to be more to it than just quote-unquote casting spells right when you're, you're using words and incantations and things like that so
2: yeah so that, that's that's uh, that's my other side. So, yeah, people have, now they're starting to see the other side of me, which is not bad. I mean, I'm not an evil person. You know, right. you, you help. We still you still help people. It's not even that I'm even uh, separating myself. It's just that a lot of people don't understand what uh, it's like I say. We well, with the spirit board. Some people see it evil. Mm-hmm. I'll never use a spirit board. You know, don't get that thing around me. What? Because you don't understand it. That's what that is. It's all lack of understanding on everything. Right. that's been the whole trouble with everything, not just paranormal. The freaking life that we have now because of people. of Of we'll try not to get into that because the government is trying to brainwash you into thinking this about society. You know what I mean? So yeah. that that's the same well, thing. So you don't have go understanding ahead. And
1: come- Go ahead and go down that rabbit hole because I did say we'll probably throw in a couple of conspiracy theories. Yeah, so so it's the same thing. So whether
2: it's paranormal or anything else, any kind of understanding, if you don't have that understanding, then you're not you're gonna be afraid of it. And oh, yeah. that's what that's what that's just like the government. No, you have to do it this way, you have to stay here because we have the laws, we have this. What's brainwashing you into thinking this? So that's mm-hmm. like I said, the the spirit board is a perfect example, too. People are so afraid of it. Yeah, but when even when they use it, they use it wrong. You know, they don't yeah. use it in the correct way because they don't understand. And and the first thing they're doing is they're probably doing what you were talking about earlier, just manifesting it that because you're already waiting yeah. to see Satan spelled 666. That's what mm-hmm. every kid wants to see on this thing. You know, yeah. mine sits here. Mine's been sitting here for the last almost year on my table. And I have things stacked on it and everything. And nothing's ever moved unless I want it to move. You know, right? And or communicate with it, and it's just the same thing. It's just the lack of understanding on everything that people don't spend the time to go and look in it because they already have this this thing in their head of fear. No, I don't want to mess with that. To me, it's like you don't want to mess with it, but you're out there in the in the cemetery at night. Don't make sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I understand. You know, both sides of that argument. I mean, on the one hand, the the spirit board, the witching board, uh, Ouija board, whatever you want to call it, it, does have a history that's not exactly positive. And I do feel like there is just something about that method that does increase the risk of a negative experience. But at the same time, I'm also very much aware that You know, like I said, if you let it just sit there, it's not going to do anything. The board in and of itself has no power. And I think that's where where a lot of people kind of get this weird idea about something being evil. It's like a gun. Yeah, I was going to say that.
2: I have many of them. They've been in my safe for I don't know how long, you know what I mean? And they're not going to do anything until I get it. And even when I put it in my hand, what is my intention with it? Is it to Mm -hmm. save my life, to save my family's life or to get food or to do harm to somebody else? Right. It's the same thing. It's the intention that you're going to use this thing and you come in with it. And that's just, that's everything. That's everything. Right. You know, you, you want to go and find out how to do spells. You want to learn real black magic. Just that word alone already scared people. Black magic. Well, White magic doesn't scare you, but it is. It's real. It's the same thing. It's called prayers. Mm-hmm. You see, that don't scare you because you know about this, okay? And you've experienced it, okay? Well, then the other one's the same thing. It's not scary either. It's just got a, a scary name that people have attached to it, right? But you do. But you can use that also. It's another tool to use in your arsenal when you go up against these things that are not from that are not human. Because that's what they understand. They may not understand your white magic prayer, but they'll understand that one.
1: Right. I think that that just made pretty
2: good sense right there.
1: Yeah. I I feel like, you know, uh, (laughs) another thing that just kind of gets me a little irritated sometimes is people associate too much credit to either one for things that happen naturally. Right. You know, like um you know, somebody gets in a car accident and somebody say, the the devil did that. Like no, the dumbass was looking at his phone instead of the road and got into an accident. You know, the devil had nothing to do with this.
2: I got pulled over going to Louisiana and I just got out of a big spiritual fight with some badass dark practitioners, not about what real ones. And right. No, I got pulled over cuz I was doing 89 in a 70 mile an hour.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's just why I got pulled word, over. Man.
2: Yeah, that's why I got <laughs> pulled over, not because of anything that just happened, see? Yeah. And I tell myself that a lot cuz there's sometimes that I do. Yes, I do get into spiritual warfare. Uh sometimes I do get into inter- what you call intercession. What you call in the light side it's called intercession. You know, mm-hmm. OK, sometimes I do have to get in there with to when when someone needs help. I have to get right. in the middle. That's what intercession is. And then mm-hmm. so I take that place. So I take the hits. You know, I fight for them, you know, for this moment. And and yeah, and then something happens. Well, no, it happened just because. It was just something natural, like you said. I don't like go, oh, see, you were doing that, so now this happened. No, again, like I said, that was you're driving 89 miles an hour. That's why it happened, Mm -hmm. you know? So then a lot of people do that. Oh, no, it's because uh, this, because you're into that. I've had that. I've been accused of so much stuff, even through my family. Well, it's because you go out there and you're doing this stuff and you brought spirits back now. You came to my house and my barbecue, now you brought them back with you, and all this crap's happening in my house. No, yeah. maybe it's because it's just you and your chick don't get along and you all know, making yeah. your own negative energy. <laughs> well, it,
1: you know, there was a the TV show uh, and it was in this TV show that that, I, that lesson really hit home for me. Uh, it was a TV show called The Cleaner and I had Benjamin Pratt. Uh, he played a guy who was a former drug addict and he became a, uh, a specialist, a cleaner, where he would kidnap people who were like hardcore addict and hold them for several days to get them detoxed, and then try to help them work through their addiction. And he had this friend and these two would always try to catch a Dodgers game. And every time they went, it would rain. Well, Benjamin Pratt's friend was like, do you ever think that maybe God is trying to tell us not to watch the Dodgers game? And Benjamin Pratt was like, "No, sometimes when it rains, it's just that, yeah, <laughs> it's just rain, you know." And and I genuinely feel like that with a lot of things that happen, um, whether it's, it's happening on a spiritual level, whether it's happening in the natural, we get too caught up in trying to associate a certain event with either side,
2: right?
1: Um. I've, I've had this conversation with other people before death. How many people, how many times have you heard death is evil? And yet death is neither. It's not good. It's not evil. It just exists. It serves a purpose, right? Nothing else. So I kind of feel like, you know, one of that, that kind of mindset has also infected the paranormal because now you get these people that are like, you know, Yes, I'm going to bring this up because I see too many people do this. Take a photo. Ooh, my whole neighborhood is haunted. Look at all these orbs. No, dumbass. It's springtime. You're looking at pollen point, the pollination. Right. You know, they take these crappy-ass pictures from a crappy-ass security phone, security cam, and then they take their phone and take a picture or a screenshot of a TV screen. Like, dude. Get a program, load it in a computer, freeze it, and upload that. Don't take a picture of a picture. Right, Knock that off. Um, But yeah, it, uh, sometimes they catch um, unusual uh, digital artifact in pictures, which is very problematic with digital photography, which is why you have to have, you know, We've talked about that earlier. You got to know how. You got to know what you're doing. You got to know your equipment. Right. Be familiar with what it can and can't do.
2: Which is called researching. Mm-hmm. Researching is seeing what you with with how that works. Where everything about it. That's what that is. Just yeah. like, get on Google. Whatever you know. Just it's what it is. Yeah. And that's what that, this whole enchilada, man. It's all it is. Is people with lack of understanding and are too lazy to get out there and do the work. That's yeah. what I always say right there. You're not putting in the work. You know, you're know, you not. You just want to get on there and do a quick fix, or you want to learn something from somewhere who uh, another person doesn't even know what the hell they're doing, and then you go follow them, and you do it too, and you're going to get in trouble. You know what I mean? And then you're yeah. going to give everything else a bad rap. Oh, yeah, it was bad. I had a bad, like I said, you just real quick, just real quick. But the spirit board, every time I hear about it on a podcast, The number one question is, what was your worst experience with the Ouija board? That's what they always ask. Mm -hmm. They never ask, what was your best one? What did you get? Did you accomplish anything? Did you cross anybody over? No, it's always the worst thing. So that's what you're going to get. The Mm -hmm. worst thing, the same thing. So because they have no understanding about it, it because it's been lost, you know, just with everything, with everything. Right, people don't go in there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I admit I'm just as guilty of asking questions like that. Um, But my motive behind asking the question generally it's it's going to give people an idea that you know if you're going to do this, be smart about it, because you don't want to go in and do something stupid. Because even for people like yourself, you know, seasoned investigator, we all come up. In a situation that is outside the bound of what we know, And we come across a situation where we're like, oh shit, I don't know what to do here. How, how do I how do I collect this data? How do I interpret it? And I think, you know, if if we can at least get people aware of that, then we'll start to see people being more pragmatic in their methodology when they come to investigating. Right. You do it. I've done it. If you get something, we're gonna stick to that one spot or that one area, and we're gonna work the shit out of it.
2: I've been working that one for two and a half years over there.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, and and that's just it. I've been I've been going to Carlos Avery for four years, and every time I go, I get something different. Yeah, you know, and and that that. That's another thing that pisses me off. I see these people; they go out on one investigation, don't get anything. Well, paranormal fake, uh, no, dumbass. This isn't just a one and done deal, All
2: right?
1: How many times have you? Uh, how many people have you come across that you know come at you like, "Well, I investigated one time and I didn't get it, not getting anything."
2: Well, we had that happen like uh, what three weeks ago when I did Hell's Gate with uh, David Hope. You know, mm-hmm. um, uh, I had to take my wife to the. I doctored that that morning. It's a two-hour drive from here, and right. and uh, my mother-in-law went there going with us. And well, they they we had to spend the night because we had she had to go back the next day. So guess what I did? <laughs> <laughs> I got on the phone. I said, "Hey, David, you know, how far are you from here?" Because he I'm 20 minutes away. Was he hey? Well, I'll go pick you up. Let's go do that Hell's Gate. And uh, sure enough, left them at the room. And there I take out, go get them, and pull an investigation out of it. We did three. We did three. We did a house that was known to be haunted. Nothing happened. It's called the Woodrow House. We're there. Okay. I didn't pick nothing up on it. I did a live on thought three and nothing happened. So we go to the next one, which was uh, the cemetery where Buddy Holly's actually at. And uh, okay, yeah. We, think, yeah, we went to that one, and we were at there at his grave and everything, and um. There's a statue there. You're supposed to kiss the foot of it. If you don't, there's a dark spirit that won't let you out. So David kissed the foot. I didn't kiss the foot. He goes, I'll be safe and I'll just kiss the foot. Okay. Uh, Nothing happened. So I'm getting kind of discouraged because, you know, here I am. I know that I can pull stuff out, but nothing's happening. Like, this is is normal. Okay. So then we ended up going to Hell's Gate. We got there. We went under, we went 70 (laughs) feet on this trestle. It's it's an old train trestle. It's like 70 feet up in the air. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I got up. Okay, there you go. There's a moment that I said, "What the hell am I doing?" Because I we we got you can go around and you can come on top of it, and then when you start walking across, the railroad tracks are gone, so it's just the beams, and there's about there's about, oh, okay, about that yeah. much opening between them, and if your yeah. foot goes down there, well, you're not going to fall, but you're gonna it's going to hurt because you're going to fall through it. Right. Uh, but then there's another one that's called a shoot, and that's like a big uh, maybe. F- three foot by three foot opening and of course if you're not paying attention you walk in that one you're gonna go straight down right and as they call it, they call it the hangman's thing uh something like that because uh, mm-hmm. they used to hang people over it you know when they would stop the train the robbers will stop the train on the trestle so nobody had anywhere to go they would rob the train uh, and they've also thrown people off of there and they've hung people or they hung some of the robbers from there and uh but the train tracks are gone so we start walking. Of course, it's dark. Now I uh, am using a little flashlight this time. Right. You know, and I start to look, and we're way up there, and you know, all you see is darkness on the side. You see all these openings, like, you know, every every foot you're going, is an opening, an opening, an opening, that I actually, my legs got stiff because I started to get, like, I'm not scared of heights, but I said, oh, my gosh, dude, what are you doing, man? Why are you <laughs> up here? Do you know if you fall right now, you're gone. I mean, look, you got to you gotta." you got to kind of like go like a jump on each one and each one and each one. Yeah. That there's your experience. You're asking. <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't catch anything on top and he, and then, so we go to the bottom, we got a little bit with the cat balls. And then I said, you know what, David, forget this, hold my camera. I'm going to go into my mode and go into the forest, little forest is there. As soon as we go start walking in there, it just starts happening. You know? Right. So that's, uh um, but I understand that that jazz yeah, you don't get it. But we could go back to the other place. Mm-hmm. Uh and uh, even David was saying, I've been here like three times and I get stuff every time. I don't know why nothing happening tonight. Well, it wasn't in that one spot, it was it was a little further in. Mm. You see, so sometimes you have yeah. to do that. But yeah, I don't I don't I understand that 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 uh yeah, you don't always get something, but you can. I mean you just gotta look around. You yeah. gotta calm down and look around. But um, even with that, is the same thing. But, but just back to this thing here, that I was talking about is that was the reason why I started the podcast, the Oracle of Darkness. And you mm-hmm. said the you said the perfect word to bring awareness about the other side that people don't know about and won't right. cross over because of tradition or superstition of of, of, of upbringings in their in their life. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean that that's what, that, so they'll see what it really is.
1: Well, you know, this is actually kind of funny. Um, do you know why we're taught to cover our mouth when we yawn?
2: So we don't let the spirits out. Or in. Yeah.
1: And I think that's so funny that I, when people, you know, cover their mouth and yawn, uh, that's the thing I think about every time.
2: Actually, actually, uh, it's, actually, it's correct what you just said. It's the other way around. So we don't let spirits in our mouth, in into us. We cover our mouth. Mm-hmm. But I learned something else the other day is that our body, when we yawn, is releasing negative energy. Hmm. It's the way, that's that's the way our body deals with it. That when we yawn, we release that negative energy. Hmm.
1: But, you know, I mean, that just goes to show what we were talking about earlier. But you see how there's two sides to it? Yeah. You know, it's all about the knowledge. Where did this, how, how did this start? where did it come from what's its purpose is it the same for each culture you know i mean what may be you know like you said your body expelling negative energy in one cultural group it could be like i said preventing evil spirit from coming in in another cultural group but the idea is that it's the same action serving the same purpose to stop something
2: right even coughing Coughing, I've mm-hmm. heard it too. When you cough, you're, there's, it's this spirit's coming out of you. There, you know, negative mm-hmm. spirits. That's, there's another one, so it's the same thing. Like you just said, it. What it, it it's the same. It still comes to the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's just that you, the people don't look at it that one. People one people say even when we sneeze, it's the same thing.
1: There's, there's yeah. different
2: beliefs on sneezing.
1: Yeah, although I think that sneeze is just your brain trying to reset itself.
2: Right. So wouldn't it be <laughs> for me? It's like wouldn't it be nice to know all of them or know as many as you can, mm-hmm. and be able to use it in a, in the proper way?
1: Yeah, I've you know I've done so much research into weird stuff like that. My wife says I am chock full of useless information. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but when it when the world's coming to an end, guess who they're gonna run to? Yeah. What do we do, Iron? What do we do? I don't and, know. Uh, we should have my, been in school.
1: <laughs> my my response would be, well, if you had actually been reading my Facebook post yeah, before you, it all went down, if you've been watching my podcast like you're supposed
2: <laughs> to, you see, you would have known yeah. what to do,
1: but yeah. Oh man. Yeah, that's, well,
2: that's some pretty good discussions right there, man. I mean, especially with the dark one, because I know that I've been getting that there lately now.
1: Well, you know, I I mean, I've tried to watch Oracle of Darkness. But, and and I'm not speaking ill of Hirschman or anything like that at all. But he can't keep it on track. Because somewhere he's got to say something that'll completely derail the topic and the mood of the conversation in the show for for the rest of the showing. I mean... Uh, what was that one that we're talking about? What different fart smells mean? Well, that's and a, he was like Googling, yeah, if your fart smells like this, it's because of this. You remember that conversation? That may have been on Race World. Yeah, I don't know if it was Wraith World or uh, because Oracle of Darkness, Darkness. No, because Oracle of Darkness, we never, we never, I never take it that way. Well, I'm not saying you do. I mean, it's just it's this Hearst man we're talking oh. about. I mean, i am seeing him just take conversation and just be yeah. like, okay, you know, you almost got to treat him like, you know, a runaway <laughs> dog on a leash. He's like, oh, come
2: back. Come on. Yeah. No, that one, I, that one, I keep pretty good track on that one. Because that one's a, a whole different one. But I, but yeah, but I get you. I, I do it too. <laughs> like I do it on Race World, man. It's like, you know, once... Uh, Especially if Emmys on there, oh man, that's it. I'm gonna, Get I'm that gonna poor use...
1: girl ripped and did... <laughs> yeah.
2: But 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 they're both they're both like that. But I I know that Oracle Darkness for me is why I created because there I don't see any other podcast like that that mm-hmm. brings out that side of it. You know, right. and the people that I have lined up for it, um, you know, it, it's it's uh, it's it's a whole other whole nother realm, you know, that people need to be aware of this, you know, so they can stop being scared of everything. Uh, you know, there's people that hate us because of the, of being a Christian, put it that way. If we were Christians, you know, America is known as a Christian country. Well, there's people out there that that hate us because you're a Christian, because we're evil. Right. So, but you know, there you go. It just all comes down to it, you know, it's just like I said, just lack of understanding. You know, people just wanna put you in a box and, and label you good or bad, evil, dark, whatever. Right. Um, you know, and, and but they have no knowledge about anything. Right. Well And it is a real real um touchy thing. It's weird. I don't understand that one. See, I don't even understand.
1: Well, We talked about it earlier. It's just, you know, the way we're taught from a young age. Um, And that's the interesting thing about psychology, human psychology, is that, you know, we're able to retain information and lock it in, and it becomes such an influential part in how we live our lives. Yeah. You know, and what gets me is that. For as amazing as the human mind is, the fact that we don't exercise it in more positive ways is just mind blowing. If we can lock in negative information like that that quickly, why can't we do that with you know better information? Yep. So, so where do you get it?
2: So need someone. Someone's got to do it, mm-hmm. and someone's got to step out there and start taking the hits because, you know. They don't agree with you, which is cool. I don't care, but like you said, maybe if they just sit around for a minute, maybe they learn something. Yeah. And they'll say, wow, you know what? I never thought about it like that. That's not well, that bad.
1: Yeah. Well, see that, I've actually talked to uh, Matt Barron about this, and uh, I know I forwarded it, you know, kind of footed this idea to you like, a year and a half ago, two years ago, I wanted to do a paranormal forum where I have different paranormal investigators of different beliefs or different understanding come together and just have like a symposium, so to speak. Virtual symposium online. And I want to actually fill up the page with 10 different people. And, you know, my only concern is some people might get a little hot and I might have to kick them. (laughs)
2: I'm pretty sure,
1: you know, but it's. I don't want it to get hot like that. I do want to inspire thinking. I want to inspire conversation. You know. Yeah, you want to
2: shake the mind. I mean, you know, as like I said, you sometimes you, you got to do this because it's going to rattle people's cages, mm-hmm. and and someone might fall off. You know, in, in a shake, there's always going to be the ones that are going to fall out, but there's going to be something going to be left. You know, and maybe those are the ones that are going to start to understand that, uh, open their minds up. This is what it is. It's just a closed-minded society, mm-hmm. you know. And 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 no one gets out of the box. They they like their little comfortable box, yeah. And, and being blind, as we say, you know. But they don't. They don't. It's scary to go outside the house. In fact, they do. Our parents have done that. Don't be out there after dark because the witch will come get you.
1: I've heard that. I've heard See? witches. I've heard monsters. I've heard, right. you know, and even in a more natural sense, you know, don't go out after dark because you might get kidnapped. You
2: know, right? See, there you go. It's already fear being put there, mm-hmm. and 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 that's what those—they're traumas. They're actually what they are. They're traumas, and people grow as they get older. Well, they it just keeps it grows, and then they teach it to their kids, and it goes on and on and on, and they'll stay in that in that in that sense, you know, and and. I mean, and what's funny about it is because everything that we know and we believe here in the United States, if you go to, like, say, Transylvania or Romania or or anywhere like that, it's a whole nother world over there. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think I don't think an American can last pretty long over there. You take an average American and put them in Romania. I don't think they'll last. They'll freak out, man, with the vampires and stuff over there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because there is a thing over there with that. Okay, oh, yeah. if you go to Germany and you see Christmas here, and then you go to Germany and you see Christmas there, what well, Christmas
1: was? Who's uh, Saint Nick really is? Yeah, well, uh, they have they have two. They have Saint Nick, and then they have the antithesis of Saint Nick, which is the Krampus, right? You know, and that's the creepy Christmas story. I don't care who you are, where you're from, being terrorized into being good. Otherwise, some demon going to come in. Put you in a bag and beat the shit out of you, and you can hear him when he's thumping on your roof, and you hear Shane. Yeah, no, yeah, fuck that Christmas.
2: But that's where it really—that's where it originates from. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. See, that's what I'm saying. But then it comes down here, it gets watered down, it gets Coca-Cola put back on Macy's and everything. Now you got the Santa Claus and you got the red one, you know, red beard with the beard and everything. But if anybody, I always ask this: Do y'all know where this really comes from? You know it's really not like this. There is an origin to this. And if you mm-hmm. see that one, that one's gonna scare the crap out of you. You know what I mean? But that's mm-hmm. what you're really doing, because it's still connected. So you're still yeah. celebrating what they're celebrating. That's what people don't understand when it comes to um religion. You know, where does it come from? You're still right. celebrating what you're doing. Oh well, no, we're not, we're doing it this way. It doesn't matter. Well, you know, you're still doing it.
1: Yeah, I when I did my research into, uh, when I actually started getting into the paranormal, I started researching, especially with holidays. What people don't know, and this, this kind of scares me because I myself uh, am a Christian, what people don't know is scary in the fact that Christmas, as it is celebrated today, had more pagan root than it does a connection to Jesus. Because the idea of bringing in a tree that's a pagan ritual that the pr- pagan practice to keep the life throughout the time of death in winter um, the time of year that it's even celebrated. Jesus was born in June.
2: Everything about Christ- American Christmas is paganism mm-hmm.
1: And so the, the whole idea of Christmas being celebrated in winter was directly induced by uh, introduced by the Catholic to line up with pagan winter solstice. Oh, you don't have to change your practices because guess what? Our Lord and Savior was born on this day too. So we'll just put it together. It was a gimmick to win more people into the Catholic faith.
2: Yeah, Constantine. Using
1: pagan practices to lure people into Catholicism. That's twisted. Same thing with Easter. The egg and the rabbit, those are Babylonian symbols of fertility. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, the whole thing with uh, the only holiday one, practices. The only
2: charity. one, with, the only one that's true is the one that the Christian religions don't don't agree. The only one that's real, that's real on that on that sense. The only holiday is Halloween. Yes, <laughs> that, uh, which that's, that's right on right on target.
1: Yeah, Halloween um <laughs> or act, the the one inconsistency on that is the name itself yeah um the word the word actually is sawin sawin yes yeah it, it spells samane but it's pronounced sawin
2: but everything is
1: christianized
2: here everything's mm. americanized as i put it it's americanized but it's yeah. still the same but that one stays true to to it like you say mm. Easter. you know and it's all these things. I mean, you know, it's what I mean, especially like you said about Christmas, the Yule time, the the the, the singers that come to sing in, in the at the door. You yep. know, that comes because they were singing they would go out and sing to cover the screams of the children being sacrificed. That's what that comes right. from. You know, uh the the everything about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of twisted
2: stuff. But it's not that it's twi- just twisted. It's a twist. It's what the people believe, and they say this is good and in a way. Well, it's not. I mean, you know, yeah. um, but you, but you, just because that's the way you turned it in your mind. Because we just covered it, we just painted it a different color, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's still a rotten apple on the inside, you know. It doesn't matter. Yeah, and and because that there's that lack of understanding. Oh, I'm bad because I do this, but you're doing the same thing. So you're you're you know, this is what they say. Though. You were talking about witches. Witches say that that, that um, Easter is is uh, the Christians celebrate their holiday. without that they didn't even knowing. Yeah, because that's where it comes from. Mm-hmm. You know, it just turned into the resurrection. Yeah, But again, we're, they're mixing both. But it's really the origins is that.
1: Yeah. Well, it, it's, yeah. I, and this is, you know, again, we've said this before. This is why, well, I've told this to people. I don't care if you yourself want to go into a paranormal investigation cold. Have at least one person on your team be the researcher. You've got to know stuff. Not just because you need to validate the data, but sometimes the research will help you understand why something happened. Why is the haunting like this? Why is it only this ritual works? What does this symbol mean? You're not contaminating the evidence. You're just understanding the evidence better.
2: Right. And then then again, exactly, because I see you're helping me because... Like I said, I just started this the second podcast. I've taken my time with it because I know it's really touchy, and I'm trying to bring in true, true dark practitioners. If you want, you know, we will still want to say that, but the true knowledge of this side of it, with right. the, the real deal stuff on it, and 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 uh, it's, and it's to bring that awareness, that understanding, that knowledge, to get rid of that fear. It's like you said, right now we have we have Easter, and then we have. You know what, it really is, which is the pagan witch um, celebration. Mm-hmm. And even at that, it doesn't even sound right. Uh, but it's to what if we could get that person, to, what if we could get 10 people to understand that and separate it now? Mm-hmm. Then they can make their decision on what they want to do. But you right. can't say that no one ever showed you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at with that one. I want to really diligently on it because that's what I, I really, really strive to do is to bring this dark into light. Right. That's actually what I call it. Bringing the dark into the light so that people can see the real deal, not all this other mumble jumble you've seen and stuff. This is what it really is, and it can't help you. Right. Just because you're going to have a tool now
1: of knowledge. Right. Now, I, I do want to make this real clear, real quick. When I say pagan. Um, I don't use that term loosely. I I just use that as a general umbrella uh, because there are so many facets. It's
2: a scary word.
1: Well, it, it may be a scary word for some, but there are so many specific. See, anything outside of Christianity or Catholicism, it's very much like Christianity and Catholicism. There are – it breaks down into uh, little factions or, you know, subgroups. You know, you have Wiccans who practice this, so they're this kind of Wiccan. Then you have uh, Druids who practice this type of thing, so that they're Druid. It's still under a general uh, a general term right. when I say pagan. But I, I say that with the full knowledge that there are a lot of – denomination for lack of a better word uh, of uh, monotheistic or polytheistic beliefs out there regardless of what it is Wiccan, Druidism uh, earth magic uh, Satanist whatever and you know again I, I'm just trying to make sure that I, I don't want to offend anybody if they hear me say pagan I don't mean that disrespectfully <laughs> um, but yeah you know
2: It just gets me. I know you're going to understand. It. it gets me, like I said, even in the Christian church, Christian church, Halloween mm-hmm. comes around, what do they have? Trunk or treat. Mm-hmm. They call it trunk and treat. treat, Trunk or treat. But you're still celebrating Samhain mm-hmm. in the church, in the Christian church. Oh, we do it so the kids can be safe. Okay. But what
1: are you really doing? Well, the jack and lantern. <laughs> you know, I mean... That was you to scare away evil spirit. And uh, the whole idea of kids going around uh, to do the, the what they call trick-or-treating. Um, in one part of, uh, I want to say England maybe. Not Europe, but maybe England. But the idea that the kid would go out there and they would, first they would go into a house. The window would always be open and they would have an empty plate set at the table for the spirit of the past. A deceased family member can come and eat a meal with them. Then the kid would go in dressed up with whatever and perform and they would be rewarded with cakes. So the idea of kids going to a house oh knocking candy stemmed from a practice to honor the dead. That would you know, that one took me by surprise. Right. I mean, I knew about the jack lantern, but I didn't know that trick or treating was a ritual to honor the dead.
2: Yep. Yeah. That um, that's what I'm saying is, it's just um, way, the way people look at it, and then they just because you change the name or you slap something on it, a different name, yeah. it's still the same thing, you know. But because they're ignorant and they don't want to do the work, don't want to understand, don't want to do anything about it, we're just going to believe this. You know, yeah. that's it. And then you go, there There you go. But that's really dangerous. It's it's a dangerous thing because that's how I, that's one thing that I believe is this is why they burn people, mm-hmm. you know, because they use the fear and they use, and at that time they use it as a weapon because if uh, they're jealous of you or because your crops are bigger than your, theirs or whatever happened. Yeah, a lot Aaron. of people is, were killed that Aaron, weren't even witches. Yeah, Aaron did it. I mean, he's working with yeah. the devil. And that's it. No, you're not. You're busting your ass when you're sleeping. You're tilling mm-hmm. the ground and you're, you're taking care of your thing and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing to create your crop. Not asleep mm-hmm. like you are over there. Well, no, he's doing it. And then there you come with pitchforks and fires and get Aaron by his hair. And he's got long you hair, know. too. Look at him. <laughs> yeah. He's a witch. You
1: <laughs> yeah, and, if it ain't a long-haired hippie, fuck if of which yeah
2: right but that that is the most that's where i see the most dangerous thing about this this type of uh
1: thinking well it goes in the other direction too you got to be careful what you learn because not everything that's out there is right right yeah you know, that that's another thing that makes it tough i mean who do you trust who do you go up you know go up to and ask questions to right that's where you look at the, that's where you look at the work you mm-hmm. look
2: at what you look at the work that's being done, and I mean work is yeah. like doing the ritual or doing what what that person is teaching or whatever is you know however he's presenting it like the, the teaching and that's where you look at the craft and you see where it's coming from uh is there anything out there that I can see where where it roots from you know is there is, is there anything that I can set to it, and then you'll start to find that it is now sometimes it'll get twisted. So down the line, like you said, depending on who you who's going to teach it right and, and so this is why you again, research is like paranormal That's research, 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 yep, but people don't do that, they don't want to do it, they want the easy thing, even about this podcasting, you know we've you've gone through it, I've seen you gone through it, I've gone through it, everybody thinks this is easy. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's not. Yeah, we have some nice-looking stuff, but it takes work to do all the stuff that we do. That background you yeah. got, you always got some awesome backgrounds. Well, that's called vision. That's called sitting down. That's called looking at it and putting it into work yourself, not somebody else doing it for you. It's well, yeah. cool if somebody else does it for you, but it's nothing like when you put your own energy into it.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, if you want something bad enough, you're going to work it. Yeah. Oh, and just to answer this question, you know, <laughs> I know you want candy. Uh, just make sure you don't get it from a windowless van. Um,
2: and Ray just been blowing up that chat. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, yeah, well, it, it's been. It's just to understand it. So that one, well, one more last thing. That, that's just it. That's all I'm, I'm bringing on that show because I it, it kind of hit on there. No problem. And and yes, Hertz man, yeah, he does know a lot about a lot of stuff. And like I told him today, I says, you know what? You're going to get this. We're both getting it. And because we're bringing a teaching of of one way, like there's many ways to cook eggs. It's not just one way, you know? Yeah. Uh, You can turn it into an omelet. You can turn it into just hard boiled eggs or you can scramble it. That's already three ways right there, but it's still an egg, Mm -hmm. you know? And each one's going to be a little, it's going to be different. And, and right. so, but some people are stuck on just scrambled eggs. Yeah. Well, you know, there's another way you can do it too, right? You can put bacon and all this kind of stuff in it and then flip it over. Now you got an omelet, which is
1: badass too. Yeah. See, it's a good thing. My wife is not home right now because if my wife heard this conversation. She's a chef. <laughs> she will come at you with like a thousand ways to do egg. Well, no, no, that's even better because that's what I'm talking about. Because there is
2: a right. thousand ways, but when people, when you bring this out like this, and then people are set in
1: their there's ways. Just, yep.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't Speaking even know what of you're talking about, but she she felt the move in the in the chef force.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, she heard me talking about eggs. So
2: well, no, she's perfect. She's perfect yeah. because there's there's not. What if I told her, hey, the only way is scrambled eggs. That's it. <laughs> There you go. So yeah. that's the same thing. That's what I'm bringing on there. You know, there's a lot of ways, and they may be even better than just the scrambled eggs. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it may not be to your liking the because you got to do something else you're scared of, but you know what? Uh, um, we can stay on this egg thing now, too, because I'm pretty sure she can get the egg. <laughs> she can two two eggs and get them on the skillet and flip them up in the air and flip them over.
1: Watching her with a frying pan see is something amazing to watch but also watching her with a knife as she butchers a side of beef i'm not sure how to feel about that (laughs) i mean that's both amazing and terrifying because she does it so quickly but uh, yeah well you know this show is now at uh, almost two and a half hours so uh real quick give everybody the rundown on what you got going on and how to find you. Uh,
2: okay. Race world podcast, as y'all know, it's on Facebook. You can go to Facebook and and look that one up there. Uh, Oracle of darkness. It's on Facebook also. Uh, just be, just realize that that's more of a teaching on the darker things. of of, um, of the craft, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's real. Um, I haven't started showing things yet, but we will start showing some actual um, ways of doing things on it, uh, right. on, on that one. So it's not for the timid. If you're scared of it, don't get on it. Um, right. So uh, And then also, too, of course, um, from the dust, crystals, and minerals, you can uh, pop that up in there, too. And uh, if you need crystals or bracelets or whatever you need for protection or just, you know, you just like crystals. Uh, we got them all. We got them all kinds. You just uh, get on there and message my wife and she'll... we we'll either have it or we'll get it. Um, and then... Um, what else was it? I forgot. And I should have wrote it down.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Race World, Oracle of Darkness. Texas Race Hunters.
2: You can follow Texas Race Hunters on Investigations. Go. Yep. Uh, do go live on Race World on that one so you can check out the lives. Um... Well, we're doing the investigations on that one. Um, I think that's it. I need to write that um, down now. Yeah, I'm gonna think <laughs> I'm over I,
1: do, I told you that before the show even started, you're gonna have yeah. to start writing this shit down. I am <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, hang out in the back real quick as I close this out and we'll do a real quick chat before I eat dinner. Um, so man, it's been great to have you. Um, you know, I actually kind of miss talking to you.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. we see each other. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, everybody, this is Anthony Sabello, the race prince himself. And if you want to check out everything that he just mentioned, the links are in the description down below. So check them out, show some support and love. And, uh, we will definitely get you back on again, Anthony.
2: Oh yeah. It's in four.
1: All right. Well, that's it. Ladies and gentlemen, inspector radio has now come to a close for the night. Uh, this is as it sits right now, the longest show I've done, uh, but I don't regret it. I am not disappointed. Um, you know, as I always say, be smart, be safe and be kind to one another because you never know your one act of kindness might change somebody's life. And as always stay spooky.